Uh, actually, Iron Warriors tend to be undivided. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 26. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Daryl Hall to my John Oates, Andrew Miller. Miller? What the fuck? Mitchell, Andrew Mitchell. You want to try that one again over there, uh, Mr. Oates? (laughs) What the fuck just happened? You guys smell toast? Yeah, I mean... You never know. It's 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 a weird season, and uh, where do I get both... Miller from? I, great question. Right, but you know, it's it's a hardcore pollen season here. Maybe you're just super doped up on uh, allergy medication. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to edit it out, folks. But uh, we're a little drippy, a little sniffly, so uh, bear with us a bit. It is. Just everything is colored and covered in tree jizz, So Yeah, seriously, it's bad out here. Uh, yeah, we're not going to retake that. We're just going to stick with it because Tony's dumb. So Great. There you go. Oh, man, Andrew, uh, you know what's really, really great for pollen season? Uh, well, uh, being able to uh, drown our sorrows and our usual sponsors. Uh, grip and rip. Oh, did, did hey, you, that was uh, a really good bottle cap. I didn't even hear it. Oh, dang. Well, maybe the mic picked it up at yeah. least. What you drinking today? Oh well, uh, you you might have actually accidentally been a little prescient there, Tony. I think you were getting some uh, some psychic vibes from me because I, I I have uh, with us today a very special beer. It's so special, in fact, that it proudly displays on its label that it is Dispraise? the champagne of beer. Displays on its label. It displays. <laughs> Oh, we're bad today, bud. Oh, God, my brain. I have with me the champagne of beer, Tony, a Miller High Life. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, when, it was, when you said that as my name, I was like, what the fuck? Did I, did I accidentally tell him? <laughs> no, man, 30% psychic, remember? Yeah. No, I uh, 100% for, forgot to go get real beer, and this was just rattling in the round, around in the back of my fridge, so uh, Miller High Life it is. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think that's the first just, like, basic bitch beer we've had on here. Yeah, that's just the, uh, Andrew forgot to swing by the liquor store this week and just had had this from when a buddy came over a few weeks ago. Was so, it Trent? There you go. No, it was my, my buddy Matt. <laughs> a different Matt than the one that we talk about all the time on the podcast. But not Aussie Matt. Not Aussie Matt. I know, okay. like, five Matt. And also not Lawyer Matt. Not Lawyer Matt. Okay. This is Archaeologist Matt. Jeez he has not been mentioned on the podcast Christ. before. Oh, man. We got too many Matts. For sure. Well, uh, what are you having today, Tony? Can it can it compare to the champagne of beer? Uh, let's hope so. So, astute listeners will realize it has been a while since we've recorded, and that's because life has been life, uh, and I have spent, I believe, infinitely more time at work than I have anywhere else the past month. So, I was walking through Publix and saw the perfect beer for it. It is Long Day Lager by Red Hair Brewing Company. That's a pretty good one. I've had it before. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's just a nice lager. Yeah. Oh Nothing my god, special, it's water. A... It's four point seven five. Yeah, no, exactly. So you're you're pretty much up there with me with my champagne of beer. Yeah, but mine has a cooler label. It's got this. That's almost certainly true. Whip ass fucking pocket watch on it. I've got like a lady sitting on a moon. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the the old school label. It's, it's yeah. not a rainbow can that people are freaking out about, huh? <laughs> yeah, because drinking Bud Light. Jesus Christ. Fuck is wrong with people? Uh, 
using their politics as an identity. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy seeing the videos of all of them fucking freaking out, like dumping away beer they've already paid for and shit. I know. It's fucking Anheuser Busch is just, or <laughs> Anheuser Busch owns Bud Light, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and like yeah, Modelo just, and a bunch of others. Yeah, it's just fucking. They're like, I'm gonna switch to Modelo. Like, okay, yeah, well, that's it's the thing. Still the same when, company, but cool. When you look at all of these things that people eat and drink, they're all owned by the same like four companies. So yeah. you, you're gonna have to switch to some weird like local beer or something if you really want to stick it to them gays. Yeah, you know, Ugh. you gotta you gotta get something like uh, Creature Comforts, which I love, but you know, they're Union Busters. So well, we are in Georgia. We are in Georgia. Just can't can't escape the stupid, no matter what we do. So write str- listeners write strongly worded letters to Creature Conference about their union busting. Yeah, say that, uh, you know, people getting paid well and uh, having rights and the ability to go to a hospital easily is nice. Yeah, for real, for real. Anyway. Oh, man, so uh, we've got a lot of hobby progress and games played, so we're not going to go quite as in detail as normal with this because it's going to be a long one, so sit down and buckle up, kiddos. Andrew, what have you worked on in the past six weeks since we've recorded? Well, like Tony said, sit down and buckle up, because it's going to be a doozy. So, we're just going to start off with All My Slaves to Darkness, because, like I said, I did a lot. So, I uh, 100% painted uh, Eternus, um, 10 Chaos Warriors, and an Exalted Hero, and I went back... uh, Oh, sorry. I finished a Gorbeast Chariot, and I finished 5 Chaos Knights, uh, and then I went back and I finished off the basing for... The whole army. I went back and touched up all the yellows and oranges for the lava. I put Morden Earth on top of it. I dry brushed all of the uh, the dried Morden Earth to give it kind of an ashy sort of look with some gray. So 100% finished my Slaves of Darkness army except for Archaeon, who, as of about three hours ago, I'm about 75-80% done on because it has been uh, a fucking hassle to give him the lava effect because yeah. there's about... He's a big there's boy. About There's about as much plastic on that one model as there is in like mm, half of the rest of my Slaves to Darkness army. So it's been a it's been a a epic struggle to to get that effect. But we're nearly there. I'm pretty much done with it. I'm going to stipple some uh, patches of the Morden Earth on top of him. So there's kind of like a crackly effect because he's he's a bit darker than my other guys just because I wanted him to kind of look more like a solidified lava, but with a lot like cracks peeking through and stuff, just with how Droger's um, skin is. It's all scaly with cracks all over it. Um, So I'm going to go back and do that. Dry brush it with the gray to make it look ashy in those places. And then I just have to paint the saddle and finish the base, which won't really take that long. And then he's good to go. Glue RK on the top of him, and I have 100% finished Slaves of Darkness army. Nice. Um, Let's see. After that, I... uh, not going to spoil Tony's pro- hobby progress, but inspired a little bit by something Tony did, I uh, started a whole fucking new army. <laughs> so I uh, I got a halfway decent tax return this year, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm finishing up this very nice, very, very fun chaos project. Uh, what should I do next? Well, we'll just do a different aspect of chaos and go into the Heat Knights of Slanesh. So since the last time we recorded, I have bought and built the uh, Vanguard box, and I was able to find the uh, Cyberite Blade Carnival box, the the big Christmas battle box from two years ago, back when slaves were complete dog shit. So there's a ton of them still kicking around for a reasonable price. Heat Knights? So I got... Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, slaves. Oh. Oh, God. It's chaos. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I, got, I was able to pick that up. Uh, I picked up a Lord of Pain. I picked up the new Lord of Hubris model. I was able to get the uh, Contorted Epitome, which is the um, like uh, uh, floating tentacled magical mirror that has two demonettes kind of hanging off of it. Um, and then I also just a earlier no shit what time is it what year is it what day is it it's, uh, it's 9 p.m on april 16th <laughs> last week uh built the keeper of secrets as well or was that earlier this week that Fuck, was I really that was earlier this week that was like i want to say that was like tuesday because you were talking about it on wednesday time has no meaning <laughs> uh, so i got a keeper of secrets as well um and right now I'm just waiting on some basing materials to come in for them. I got a, uh, a roller from Green Stuff World to get kind of like a ancient temple kind of uh, aesthetic. Just roll that into some green stuff and I can glue that to the base. I picked up some of the Vallejo texture paint so I can make it look kind of like a sandy desert, like it's taking over these ancient ruins. Um, I'm waiting on some uh, more army painter rocks to sprinkle throughout the sand. Um, oh, hang on. <laughs> Miller. Goodness. Um, that was a good one. Uh, so this is uh, going to be a pretty fun project. So I've got all of them built, ready to go. I just got to get the basing stuff in so I can get my prime and get to painting. Um, but I have a few things I need to finish. Uh, so moving on to, from them, I started painting up my Warcry box that I got with the uh, the corn dogs and the, the samurai vampires. So I've started painting the... What were they called? I'm trying to remember what their goofy Age of Sigmar name oh, is. Oh, dude, I got no fucking clue. Blades of Sun. I don't know. The fucking sam Samurai Vampires. I started on them. Um, about done with the skin tones on them, so I should have them pretty well finished. Uh, rough guess by Wednesday. We're recording on a Sunday right now. Um, so that's that's fun. I'll paint the corn dogs next after them. And then I've been flip-flopping between projects just because I have a few big things, so I decided to like knuckle down and finish Archeon. But before him, I started on the meat tree terrain that I got. So uh, I had been taking fucking forever to get painting on that because I was, I was making good progress. The bamboo was going quickly. Uh, the, the ground was super fast to paint in base coat. And then I got to the ropes. There's so many little goddamn ropes <laughs> binding everything together. It genuinely took me like a week of all of my home painting time to just paint all the fucking little ropes everywhere on that. And I'm trying to not be overly detailed. Like I'm actively trying to, to stop myself from going too hard on it. And just doing like one base coat took like eight or eight or nine hours it was it was ages so finally got that part done which is probably partially why i switched over to Archeon so i could do something else for a while but now that he's about done i'll get back to them probably into this week early next week um do 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 let's see what else i have uh yeah that is everything model wise i did also pick up uh bad loon rising and the scarsnick books while i was at a games workshop on vacation not too long ago so i've been plugging my way through bad loon rising pretty fun book much more uh goofy gitsy adventure than the last one i read which was just gloom spite uh both by andy clark gloom spite's the one that's kind of scary and weird this one's just kind of funny because it's a uh, the, about the rise of a git who who got the clammy hand of the bad moon on him and suddenly got magic powers and okay, used it to what, kill all of his bullies. What is the clammy hand? Because it's an artifact in the new book as well, and I watched a battle report and the guy mentioned it, but I have no fucking clue what it is. You're thinking of the clammy cowl. The clammy hand is kind of what the gloom's the gloom spike gets call it when they can like feel the bad moon on them. It's like they they kind of 
uh, feel emboldened and more willing to like you know bully all of the other gits into like uh, becoming a proper mob so they can go and, and stick it to the people uh, in the the up world so um it's when a git feels like he's destined to like get a mob going essentially so um so he he gets to clammy hand on him and suddenly he's got magic powers and he can like summon bugs and like shoot lightning and stuff so he's he just becomes a wizard overnight essentially um, okay. and then he gets a pet uh dank old trogoth which is really fun so yeah, that has been my uh, my hobby progress. It's been a bit, and I tried to speed through it, but it was it was a lot of stuff in the past month and a half. So how about you, Tony? How, how much did you get done? Oh wait, mm, I also forgot one thing. Uh, also bought a free folk starter box oh, yeah. for a Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, don't forget that we also picked up a new game system. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not going to paint them for a long time. Yeah. They're they're going to be my uh, my palette cleanser models. There so uh, I got them, and then I picked up a box of followers of bone and a box of bear cavalry because I have the option to get bear cavalry. Yeah, and why would folk. you not why, take that? Why wouldn't I get bear cavalry? Exactly. So that has been my stupid amount of hobby progress. How about you, Tony? Okay, so let's start off. Andrew mentioned that he bought into a new army. I was like, it's because it's he couldn't let me have my fucking shining moment. Because I also bought in a new army for a thousand points. And I in was, my defense, in my defense, I have been talking about how rad those Hedonite models were since they came out. Uh, yeah, that's like me with the Caradron. It was just serendipitous. We did it at like, what, within three days of one another without really any communication between us? Well, it also helps that both of them got new battle tomes, and you could kind of tell both of us were like, ah, these are pretty cool, I'll look into them. <laughs> and then we did, and then we immediately bought into the army. Continue, exactly. I interrupted. You're good, you're good. <laughs> All right, so I bought and built Drecky Flint, which is one of the characters out of a book who's got this sweet uh, three-barrel pistol, which I'm just going to use as an admiral, because his um, his faction isn't great, but his ability is awesome if he's within three inches of an enemy that has an artifact on a three up, they lose that artifact as he borrows it. So he just steals artifacts of the game, which is kind of fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking weird. Like if I kill him, do I get the artifact nope. back? Nope. He just nicks Bar it. Borrows it so hard that he takes it with him to the grave. Exactly. Uh, but it's a cool ass model. He's got a weird tongue on his base, which I'm not really sure. I like, I might, I might not like, I, I built it without that. So I might leave that off. Yeah, he's killing some kind of, like, Sky Beast or something, I think. Yeah, but it's it's great looking. Uh, let's see, I also got and built an Arcanaut Admiral. <laughs> Four boxes of Sky Wardens, so 12 of those little fucking dirigible floaty dudes. Uh, built an Arcanaut Company. Built five of the Gunstruck Thunderers. Built uh, an Indrin Master. Not the one with the dirigible suit, just a normal one. Uh, also got and built a... Grunstock gun hauler, which is like the little boat. And I'm at about 90% done with the frigate. I just need to attach all the parts together. Uh, so I've got I've got about 1,300 points of Caradron, just because I got some boxes that had extra stuff in it. But uh, all that was bought and built within like a week and a half. I just bought it all. Me and Danielle were hanging out doing hobby stuff. I'm like, I'm going to build all of this now. Were they easy to put together kits? The... the First three were a pain in the ass of the Sky Wardens. Uh, the next three were a little bit easier. The third three were pretty simple, and the fourth three I didn't even use the instructions on. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Arcanaut Company was really easy. I mean, it's your basic, you know, legs, torso, head, arms. The it's... the gun guys weren't too bad. It was you had to have the right arm with the right gun. 
the gun hauler was pretty easy to build. A little bit of like trimming you had to do in some weird spots to make sure everything fits right. The the frigate's kind of the same thing because it's a bunch of big pieces that have to line up perfectly. So you've really got to make sure that there's no like weird casting on it. Hmm. So. But, yeah, uh, there's a having built the the Hedonites box. I definitely miss legs, torso, arms, head because all the yeah. Hedonite stuff is all like these really looks beautiful when it's done, but it's all these like really weird twisty pieces. Some of which you kind of have to like twist into place. And like there are all of the Bliss Barb Archers, which are like their basic troops. All of them have a floating ponytail that's attached by like the tip of it to one of the shoulder pads or something, and you have to glue the neck end of the head on, and then also like the the top part of the head onto the bottom of the ponytail. It's very delicate bullshit, and I'm very glad to be done with them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so that was just the Caradron that I got done. Uh, yeah. Then I finished painting all nine of the mortar teams for 40k. So now we're gonna move on to 40k. Finished oh. painting all nine of the mortar teams for that. Uh, painted up another squad of guardsmen all the way. Then I painted up a handful of special weapons because they FAQ'd it where you now can't have two of the same special weapon in a squad. Uh, so I painted a bunch of melta guns because all my squads had two plasma guns. Uh, then I painted up the Dorn tank all the way. I fucking love that tank. It whips so much ass. Just looks cool. Mm-hmm. I painted two of the Lehman Russes sitting around that I had primed. Then I um, built, primed, and painted another Lehman Russ that was just sitting around. Uh, I, picked... I like that you're, you're to the point in your life that you just have a Lehman Russ or five sitting around. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to count this as hobby progress because I don't know when I got it. But I was going through some of my backlog stuff and also found a Hydra tank. So I'm going to end up putting that together at some point soon. But yeah, it's counting as hobby progress because it's sitting over here. Uh, let's see, then we're going to roll into Blood Bowl. Uh, I got a little bit more paint on one of my trolls, not a whole, whole lot. And then I painted my entire Skaven team. So all 12 of my basic Skaven are done, and I'm mostly done with the Rat Ogre. I just have to base everything. Uh, then I also bought into Song of Ice and Fire. I picked up the, Lan the start set that had Lannisters in it and then just a couple of other random things. So I have now painted out of that two squads of Lannister Guardsmen, two Lannister Captains, uh, Cersei, two Kingsguard, uh, an entire squad of Warriors' Sons, and there was something else. Oh, and I started painting, um, oh my god, what's it called? Uh, fucking Halberdiers. God. I don't know why I couldn't remember. I was like, spear guys, but they're not spears, they're Halberdiers. Like I said at the, at the start, we, we are on allergy medication. We are on a lot of allergy meds, yeah. Um, and so the only things of all of my Lannisters I have yet to paint are the Castley Rock Guard, Finish the Halberdiers, the Mountain's Men, the Mountain, Joffrey, and then the Mountain That Rides, which is the biggest, dumbest, greatest miniature I've ever seen. I just... So one of the things that sold me on this game is that it's based purely on the books yep. and not the uh, not good show. <laughs> um, so the mountain that rides is like, he's as big as he's supposed to be in the books. He's fucking huge because they describe him as being like nine feet tall plus in the books. Like he's a genuine monster and so big that he has to have a fucking Clydesdale. It's the only horse that's even close to being able and, to And it looks him. like a pony on him. Yeah, and so he's this this he towers over any any other of like the basic infantry. Like he's he's twice as tall at least. It's hilarious and I love it. 
Yeah, uh, what he's he's almost or a little bit taller when he's like reared up as a giant, right? Uh, he's about as tall as a giant yeah. when he's reared up. Yeah, which is stupid and fantastic. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all my hobby progress. I'm like eighty five percent sure that's all my hobby progress. Okay. Okay. We we, we 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 drilled through it pretty quickly. We didn't go too hard off on the, I, on a tangent. I know I painted some other stuff, but it's been a while, and I just don't remember what it was. I feel like I'm skipping something, but I'm looking yeah. at my my desk right now, and I think I got everything. I think it, it's it's just been a lot. I mean, I I went yeah. back and finished basing an entire army, so that that did take a while. Yeah. Oh, and I went back on some other models and did the. Uh, the OSL painting on it. I went back into mm. my my Chaos Legionnaires and my Centroid Marshal because I ended up doing OSL on the rest of the army and it would be weird if they weren't painted like that. So I did go back and do a lot of that as well. So you, which you, looks, you, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, which looks really cool because it's all done now. But boy, was it just an extra layer where it's like, I finished the model. Let me paint it again. So you do OSL with just a brush, correct? I just do dry brushing, yeah. Okay, so my, my hairbrain idea here is uh, I'm going to do my Skaven based in Astro Granite. So it mm-hmm. looks like they're underground. But then I was trying to think of something for the lines, and I'm not sure if I want to do like painted, roughed up lines on the rock, or if I want to do each of the lines as warpstone, where it's been like dug out and filled with warpstone so it glows. And I'm torn with the idea of doing that, but then I would need to do OSL coming up from them, and I don't know if I want to go that hard into it. Uh, I found that it was actually pretty easy once you knew how to do it so like um it would probably really only be like two colors to get that proper glow effect off of it like a slightly darker green and then the brightest green and then maybe like a tiny tiny bit of white added to it just so you can get like the the highlights on the you know the highest parts of course um because i just did dry brushing so like the first layer is really heavy dry brushing and then on the brighter parts it's slightly lighter dry brushing and then on the lightest parts it's a very light dry brushing with the lightest colors so, I don't know. It's 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 intimidating at first, but once you know what you're doing, it's really not bad. A lot of it's just kind of like fig- finding the source of the lighting and kind of like making sure it goes in the direction that light actually would go. Yeah. So, like a glowing puddle of goo, it would just be going up from, you know, the Skaven running beside it. It would just be going up like his left leg and under his left arm or something, depending on the pose. So, it's, it's just figuring that stuff out. It's really not that hard. Yeah, I, I might give it a shot on one of them. And then if I don't like it, like, because, you know, I've got two boxes worth of Skaven. So, yeah. I might paint one up real quick and play with it on that to see if I like how it looks or not. Yeah, if you want to, we can... We can sit down and I could show you how I do it and see that, if that works for you or not. That would be great, actually. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I could find a spare model I can do it on or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the uh, comical amount of hobby progress we've knocked through. So, Andrew, let's uh, let's talk some games played, bud. Well, it's funny because the first time we were going to record this, like two weeks ago before life got in the mm-hmm. way, I had one game played. And now I've got like six or seven. So. Yeah. Well, some <laughs> so. of them were skirmish games that you played all on one night. So That's definitely true. So th- those will go pretty quickly. Uh, so first off, I had a Age of Sigmar game against our buddy Matt. Not archaeologist Matt. Diner Matt. Um, and I did my Gits versus his Fire Slayers. Um, this was a interesting match because the objectives were, they had a thing where they started off activated, but when you uh, captured them at the beginning of the next round, you would roll a die, and if it was a one to three, the objective just deactivated, and you had to like move away from it and move back to reactivate it potentially on the next round. So if you just got unlucky, there could just be objectives that never turned back on for the whole game, which did happen. Mm-hmm. Um 
So that sort of kind of screwed me a little bit. Uh, I also had the bad moon that did not feel like moving almost the entire game. Like the only way I was able to keep anybody in the light of the bad moon was with the malevolent moon spell and the uh, loon shrine. So it ended up working out. Uh, I took a 100% trog herd. I didn't bring a single git or squig or anything. I brought the troll hag out to play for the first time. Still deeply overpowered, but with the new troll regen rules, she's very hard to kill. Because uh, she's like the, uh, the dank old trog boss where she gets d6 back every uh, hero phase instead of d3 like all the other trolls. So uh, she's she's a bit of a beast. Her vomit attack is like the Fellwater Trogs one, but better. Uh, her staff hits pretty hard, although she hits out of four and moons out of three, so it's a little unreliable. Um, but her big thing is being able to cast two spells and uh, also take the Arachna Cauldron, which um, at the expense of one mortal wound, she can cast every spell in the Gits book every turn because it's an endless spell and it just follows along so beside her. And she... Always guaranteed to get one wound back at least at the beginning of every hero phase. So it's like, okay, fuck it. That, sure, I'll do that. Um, I was running Glog's Mega Mob as the battalion or the the army. So um, if you successfully wiped a unit with a with trolls in close combat, they got a free regen because they ate them. So I would be able to wipe a unit regen and then at the next hero phase regen again. So I was. My, my guys just wouldn't die. Like, I, I think I lost maybe one unit the entire game, and it was to uh, Matt's, what is it, Magmadroth, the, the dragon guy that they have. Um, uh, yeah, which, that sounds right. Which was uh, pretty beastly. I could not make him die. He did a shitload of damage. Um, but I ended up actually losing this one, even though my trogs would not die. Matt was just better at holding the objective. He got a bit luckier with uh, the weird flipping objectives thing where they just sometimes activated and sometimes didn't. Uh, my Fellwater trogs kind of stayed back to hang on to one objective, and then it flipped, so I had to run them back to react attempt to reactivate it because it's a 50-50 chance if it can. So, you know, me and Dice, being the co-host of the Dice Like Ice podcast, kept rolling ones, twos, and threes. So, yeah, I just kind of got screwed on that regard. Uh, I was doing a pretty good job of killing his guys. Like, it was it was definitely swinging my way, but it just had the objectives better than I did. So it ended up being uh, 14 to 19, which was close-ish. But, you know, just got a little objective screwed, and Matt did a better job of playing him. So there you go. Um, after that, I got uh, some games of Warcry in for the first time in a while against our friend Elias. Uh, the latest White Dwarf had rules for Grincrack's Loon Court and Warcry, and I wanted to try those out, and uh, they're fucking terrible, so that was fun. <laughs> so I played uh, Grincrack's Loon Court versus his um, Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Um, it, it was kind of a bad matchup just because they're really hard to wound. Like, you got to be rolling fives to hurt them. Uh, they're super tough. So you know, gets notoriously uh, strong and very durable greenskins were very bad at <laughs> destroying OBR. So they got steamrolled. The only ones who did any actual work was Grincrack himself. And then um, the guy who, the, the knight on the squig, he was actually really good because he was super fast. He was durable as far as uh, Git goes. And he just did pretty high damage as well. So he actually killed a few guys on his own. But I got steamrolled in that one. Uh, and that one went so fast that we're just like, ah, fuck it, we'll just, re we'll just re-rack, we'll do a totally different game. I brought out the uh, Chaos Legionnaires and immediately got stomped as well. But this one was not because I got killed, but because uh, the objective was I was defender, Elias was attacker. He had to steal my treasure which I had to like set up a certain amount of inches away from the sides of the board and stuff. But 
we had the twist uh, that happens in every Warcry game where we rolled for it. And the random twist was you roll a die for each of your guys. And if you rolled a six, they got to come in and you got to deploy them anywhere on the board, essentially. Uh, and so he got like four extra guys because he rolled nothing but sixes and I got no extra guys. And so he just deployed them essentially on the treasure and just won because <laughs> he just had to have the treasure at the end of a round. If he had all of it, he just won the game. So it was like, oh, okay, cool then. And so he re-racked <laughs> again and then uh, played an actual game where I was defending a point and um, at the end of the fourth round, whoever had the most guys within three inches of the point went, uh, won the game and your leaders counted as three points instead of one. That one was significantly more even. I ended up winning that one. Uh, we had some really good match-offs. His leader fought my leader. I was able to just slice his dude down. He had the, um, I don't know what it's called, the Mortesian <laughs> so-and-so. It's it's the model where it's got the uh, the Reaper Scythe and he's got like the soul coming out of it or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he had one of the the Crypt Stalkers or whatever, the the General Grievous looking dudes with the four arms. Uh, that guy did some work. He was a he was a proper blender. He took down like two or three of my guys before I was able to put him down. Um, and then he also had the Morgast uh, flying dudes. I don't know. Um, the they were like the big construct guys with the wings. Um, that that guy I just couldn't kill. He has like thirty five wounds, and it was like I just can't commit to killing him. And he only costs one model anyway, so I just focused on killing all of his more tech guard. And I ended up winning that one by like three or four points at the end because my leader was still alive and his was dead. So that was a uh, that was a pretty close fought battle though. It was a fun one. Um, my my guys are. Uh, the Chaos Legionnaires are pretty swingy. It's like they either do two damage or they do six damage. So if I get crits, they're going to hurt real fucking bad. And I got pretty lucky with some crits there when I needed them. So that was pretty gratifying after my my poor gets getting steamrolled. So, you know, uh, it was it was a good time, though. I'm definitely excited to play more uh, Warcry in the near future. Very fun game. I, I like it a lot. Um, really, really fast. Like even the longest matches still take like 45 minutes. So I, I appreciate a, a good speedy skirmish game these days. Yeah. Uh, after that, we did two learning games of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, we did one over Tabletop Simulator, which was uh, me uh, giving in and being interested in the game. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try, but I'm not going to commit to buying models until I played it. So Tony gave me a learning game. Uh, and it was super fucking fun. So, of course, I immediately went out and bought some models. Uh, and then uh, we did a three-way teaching match with me, Tony, and Trent. Um I had my free folk, Tony had his Lannisters, and Trent had some Starks, and that was a pretty fun one. Uh, Tony ended up winning that one because uh, Trent, like, overcommitted on two fronts. He's like, split his army and threw them at both of us at once, so I was kind of focused on uh, killing Trent, and Tony was able to do a lot of bullshit to bring his dudes back with yeah, faith points and stuff. <laughs> so uh, he, we just kind of couldn't make Tony die at all. Whereas Trent and I were kind of slowly grinding each other down a little bit uh, on our side. And then as soon as I was able to finish off Trent mostly on my side, I'm like, all right, good to go. And then Tony just slammed into me and killed me. So, eh, you know, but uh, it was fun time. Uh, really, really, really smooth game. Very, very fun to learn. Uh, it's, it's one of those ones that it takes like 45 minutes to learn the mechanics and one match and you'll pretty much have the rules down. Like it's, it's very simple to learn and I very much appreciate that these days as well. So, um, and then after that, I had one last game, uh, Age of Sigmar again, Gits versus Phil's Beasts of Chaos. This one, I did win. I don't fucking know how though. <laughs> like, 
new beasts have a thing where they can essentially put their entire army in reserve and just deep strike in from any side of the table. The only restrictions being can't be within nine inches of people, like the standard deep strike rules. Um, so I started off, uh, the objective was in the center, and on the third round, it blew up into two pieces and randomly scattered uh, to certain spaces. So we were just fighting over a center objective at first, and I got first turn, which is usually pretty bad, but I did bring in Squig Herd, and I told Phil they were fast, but I don't think I uh, really stressed how fast they could be. So my uh, Trog boss has a thing where he can summon the Malevolent Moon, which is an endless spell that gives the benefits of the Bad Moon within 12 inches of him. So I was essentially able to put that near the center of the board, which gave the light of the bad moon, which means my squigs can run and charge in the same turn. And I had the squig boss who lets them get a free move in the hero phase. Then they can move their five inches plus D six inches. And I rolled like a four or something. So it was really high. And then I was able to roll a charge after that, after they ran another, I think it was four inches again. So I essentially was able to just slingshot them across the board immediately and charge into his, um, wow, what's it called? Gorgon or something. It's a big, tall minotaur dude with a rock who eats magic or something. Sure, let's uh, go with that. I don't know. I think fucking kicked my ass too, so. Yeah, uh, I did okay damage to it. I did like five wounds to it, and I, I killed some Ungors with it. And yeah, you know, the Squig Herd mostly were just a speed bump for a bit. But I was also able to uh, Hand of Gork my uh, Rock Guts in, which is a teleport spell, and get them nine inches away from his chariot. And I rolled exactly nine inches to charge. They were able to get in and smash the chariot before I could go fucking buck wild, which was about the best thing I did for most of the game. And then it was Phil's turn, and he deep striked in his whole goddamn army, essentially. Two units of gores. He had uh, Doom Bull and a bunch of minotaurs. He had, I don't know, some other giant fucking minotaur thing. I don't know the names of his stuff, but it was another big, scary thing. Uh, which, on his turn, promptly smashed my fucking Loon Shrine. I, I put it off in the corner thinking it would be safe, and then he teleported guys by it, and I was like, oh, great. Well, I've pretty much lost the game now. So I, I kind of had the wind taken out of my sails for that. His Doom Bull charged in. His minotaurs charged in took out my squig hoppers and one round of combat. There's just they, no chance of them surviving. I think he killed 16 out of the 20 of them on the first charge. So of course they fled on bravery because their bravery is four. So no <laughs> chance of them surviving that unless I got crazy lucky and rolled a one. Um, and man, the minotaurs and the Gorgon or whatever it's called, the big minotaur, give fight last if they get to charge, which uh gonna be real fucking sucks. That was that's a real field fadsy kind of thing. I was I was getting pretty down when that happened. Uh and then I got double turned after that. So he he legitimately killed like half of my army in one turn of or one one double turn of combat, essentially. Like he charged in and just mulched through every non-troll thing I had. He killed Scragrot, he killed one of my uh my cave shaman he killed all of my squigs it was it was brutal and i was like i was real ready to concede i was just about to be like all right man this ain't gonna go my way but then he charged into my trog boss and uh my dankhold trog killed the dankhold trog which also sucked but he didn't do anything to my trog boss who was my general because uh, i gave him um uh, uh, the glowy house it, which is his magical artifact that gives him a four up ward save. But then after he gets hurt, if I roll, a, I have to roll a D six. And if I roll a one, he eats it and it's gone for the rest of the game, <laughs> uh, which is super fun. And I have yet to actually eat it since the new book came out, which is nice. Uh, so he was able to tank a shitload of hits and then next round regenerated most of them. So he, he was golden. Uh, my rock guts were still off in the corner doing their thing. They killed uh, another one of the big minotaur guys, Gorgons or whatever they're called. Um, my fell waters were finally able to get in. They did some unleash hell and melted some dudes with their vomit attacks. I'm like, all right, 
I, I'm pretty sure I know which way this is going, but I'm going to play it out and see if I get lucky. And boy, did I get lucky. My trolls actually did fucking great. So just trolls proving to be my, my goddamn heroes for that army again. They stayed in the fight for uh, all of round three. My, my trog boss was able to essentially kill an entire unit of gores on his own. He smashed up um, Bray Shaman on his own. He was just smushing people left and right. He has a really swingy attack where he only gets four attacks, hitting on threes and threes, Ren two, which is great. But he does D6 damage, which tends to not be super great for me. But for once, I actually rolled well, and he was averaging like four damage a hit. So I was just smashing guys left and right with him. Uh, the Fellwater Trolls charged him. They get four attacks each, hitting on threes and threes, Ren one, two damage each. But my Trog boss is able to give them a command where he does, they can do all out attack. But if they do that, he gives them a bonus attack when that happens if he specifically targets trolls. So they're hitting five times each and they're just mulching through the Minotaurs. And it's just like, how the fuck did I come back from this? So Phil actually ended up conceding end of round uh, or beginning of round four because I ended up swinging back and essentially wiping out almost his whole army. And I was just like, how how did this happen? I was, I, victory from the jaws of defeat, man. Like I really don't know how I was able to turn that one around but just just troll regen is brutal in the new edition and i fucking yeah, love yeah, it, it really they are is. they are as tough as they feel like they always should have been and it's fantastic i love it so trolls for the win that's that's all my games played moral of the story i love trolls <laughs> yeah seriously that was quite a bit you got there yeah all right I had, to, I had to do the john madden play-by-play at that last one where i'm yeah. explaining how i somehow won so <laughs> Okay. Anyway, what'd you got? <laughs> All right. So I don't know if my timeline's correct on these, but we're going to go with it anyway. Because uh, you got more than I did. I have a lot, but I'm pretty sure I don't remember all of them. But we're still going to kick through the highlights at least. So listeners, if I played a game against you and I forgot, I apologize. Like we said, cold medicine and beer. Yeah. All right. So I know it started by uh, playing against Phil. At this point, I was on like an eight-game win streak. Uh, and I played against Phil's Beastmen, and it was a really close game. Um, I thought I was doing really, really well. I pushed a little aggressive, and then he double-turned me and made me eat my fucking aggression pretty hard and whipped my ass. So he, he set my um, my winning spree right down. I was running my Skaven versus his Beastmen. And it was that same kind of thing with... Um, with that one asshole that eats magic, uh, I ended up just rattling gunning him to death. The storm fiends walked their entire way across the board, killing almost everything, and then his general slammed into him and just beat him shitless. Uh, what are those uh, dragon ogre shagoths? I think he runs like nine of it once. Is that what those are? Uh, it's just dragon ogres. I could not kill them. I could not. It did not matter what I did. I could not kill them because they're fucking regen. Yeah, they're kind of like trolls where they get 1d3 back every turn, I think. Then yeah. They, they're pretty tough. Yeah, but we had a close, fun game. Yeah, we trash-talked back and forth, so I should have known not to do that because I would have ended up losing. So, But still a fun game. Still want a rematch against that list, Phil. Though it looks like now you're going to start doing um, Soul Blight because their uh, their book's coming out. Then I played my final league game against uh, a player named Clay. Real good guy. He played, spoiler, fucking Dark Angels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it was it was one of those digging through just Terminators and Terminators and Terminators again. The damn... I, I had him on the ropes. Like, I should have won this game. I think I lost by... I, pull up. I didn't lose by much. It was, it was a fairly close game. 
But he had all of his characters were protected by two of the bodyguard Terminator guys, whatever the hell they're called. No idea. And I could not fucking shake those assholes loose. There was, I got it down to one and I shot a Dorn tank, an entire Dorn tank at him. He passed like 11 five up fucking invulns on that guy against just the Dorn's guns. Fired a Lehman Russ at it, passed all his saves on there. Uh, and then I hit it. The last shot I had my entire army against it was a Laz cannon, and it did two wounds to it out of his three. So the next wow. turn, the apothecary healed him and brought the other one back. And I killed almost everything Clay had in his entire army, with the exception of like two characters and I think like two Terminators in another squad, and then like one squad of Green Wing guys. Everything else on his side was dead. Most of my stuff was pretty dead or beat up. He ended up winning 88 to 77 just because Damn. he was able just to outscore me early on. But it was still a good, fun game. So I finished the league 3-3. Uh, three and three. Uh, But my that was my largest loss, and it was by 11 points. So I finally have started dialing in my guard, I think. Then, let's see, I played another 40K game against Tao Tim and his, well, Tao. Uh... I was able to outshoot him. We were doing the Warzone Atlanta terrain rules, which the buildings are a little bit different than GW. Uh, basically, if you're in a building, you can see through it and out of it. So it kind of hurts the towel because of how their stuff works. It's supposed to be jump over a building, shoot, and then jump back into the building and be safe. But he couldn't jump far enough to get back around corners. And I was just able to outshoot him. I mean, every time I put rounds down range, I was killing something because my guards shoot more than his towel and are tougher. He didn't have much anti-tank stuff. I mean, it it feels pretty nice to hear that Tao got outshot. That's kind of fun. <laughs> it felt kind of good to outshoot him, but the terrain helped me a lot more than it helped him. But what can you do? Uh, I played a Blood Bowl game against... Um, who did I play the Blood Bowl game against? I think I played the Blood Bowl game against... Pretty sure it was Trent. All, well, yeah, I played something against Trent, but I, I played one against Oliver as well. Uh, my Skaven versus Undead. My Skaven were just, they're just faster. I think it was like a 2-1 victory on that. Just because I could outrun him and there wasn't anything he could do about it. Yeah, uh, the only thing he'd have that could come close would be Ghouls. And, yeah. You know, movement 7 versus Movement 9. But yeah, and then I played two games practicing for the league, for our Blood Bowl League, which uh, we're starting up against Trent at his place a couple of Sundays ago. First one was Skaven versus Corn, and oh my god, I got my ass kicked. I think I lost 2 nothing with my Skaven Jeez. against his Corn. Dude, I could not knock anything down, and he was just ripping Skaven in half. Sounds like he uh, played a Corn team there. Uh, it sounds like Tony touched dice against Trent. <laughs> uh, then after that one, it was quick enough where we were able to re-rack and play a second game. He wanted to try the Wood Elves, so it was this weird game of speed and agility where there were almost as many dodge rolls as block rolls as we were just dipping around one another, uh, and that one ended in a 2-2 tie. What was that stupid uh, the dodgeball movie? Five rules of Blood Bowl, dodge, yeah. duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Dude, that was how that game was. I mean, it was just get the ball and then try and cage the other person and hope they fuck up a dodge roll. Like, it's bound to happen eventually. The, it was weird because the cages in that game were made by the opponent. 
So, like, if my gutter runner had the ball, he would get surrounded by fucking wood elves. If his wood elves had the ball, they would get surrounded by gutter, like, by my rats. It was really strange. But it was a good, fun game. Uh, it, like I said, it ended up 2-2 draw. So, you know, take what I can get. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll have pairings for League out probably tomorrow morning if, uh, if the last people get me their lists. So we'll be starting that up. I'm excited. My 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 orcs are ready to uh, accrue some skills and be ridiculous. Yeah, no, it uh, it's a good set. We've got a pretty wide breadth of things right now. We've got uh, orcs, black orcs, undead, skaven, wood elves, humans, dwarves, and halflings. Yeah, that's a pretty hefty mix. Yeah, I mean, it's the only real repeat is orcs and black orcs, but those teams play so differently. Or to be good, uh, and then. I played a bunch of Song of Ice and Fire. So I did a learning game against Brett on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, unfortunately, it crashed about two-thirds of the way through. But, fun. yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun, though. You know, learned a lot on it, and immediately was like, fuck, now I want to buy this game. So bought in and ended up talking uh, three other people in the local group into it. Split a start set with Trent. So he has Starks. Uh, pretty it's, cheap it's buy-in. Real, yeah, it's... A hundred dollars, and you have everything like less than a hundred dollars, and you have everything you need. Honestly, most of the yeah. start sites will get you a forty point list. Yeah, no, that's it, I have enough to function with free folk, but there's mm-hmm. definitely some some stuff I need to. Do yeah, I mean it's it's not pure optimized, but it's still good. No, stuff. definitely not. But you get you know you get a uh, a good number of hero units and a good mix of various mm-hmm. units to try out. So it's it's a good way to get started for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so played against him, then ended up getting Andrew, Matt and Trent involved in this, so they've all got armies now. Uh, Then did that three-way learning game with Andrew that just... It was was an adventure. Let's call it an adventure. Clusterfuck. It was a clusterfuck. Three-way games are strange. Uh, It was also a learning game, so we know we we buffed a couple of rules pretty bad. I will say the... uh, Probably the the, the glory moments of it were... The uh, High Trent's... Well, I was going to say Trent's uh, uh, Mormon Berserker just <gasps> refused to die. Yeah, it was one Umbar Berserker fighting Umbar. an entire unit of Castly Rock Guards led by Marin Trent of the Kingsguard and the fucking mountain that rides. And this one Berserker just would not die and kept carving through fucking Castly Rock Guard because how that unit worked, how most things in the game work. Uh, it's a rank and flank game and most things have three ranks. Your attacks are based on how many ranks you have. So like Lannister Guardsmen, they hit on fours. Uh, when they have four ranks, they have seven attacks. When they have two ranks, sorry, when they've got three ranks, they have seven. Then it goes down to uh, five when they're at two ranks and then like four when they're at one rank. That's how most things do. You, you count down. Except for the Berserkers, they count up. They go like... I want to say they go like six, seven, eight. And so that one Berserker was putting out more damage than when it was a full unit. I just could not fucking kill him. I finally made him flee with a panic test. But that took like three or four rounds. It did. He was in there for a while. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. 
And then other crowning moment that Tony already said, uh, I had a giant that charged into one of your units of... Uh, Lannister Guardsmen and killed... Lannister Guardsmen. Eleven and wiped, of them. Wiped all of them. The only one left on the, the tray was the High Septum, which those of you that have read the books or seen the show is a little old man. <laughs> but uh, he still counts as having their rule. So it was, you know, the equivalent of the guards attacking. Uh, and so it just kind of was giant charges in, smashes this unit, and then a little old man kind of like bitch slaps my giant and he dies. <laughs> Yeah, because he has an ability which gives um, the unit he's with vicious, which gives them minus their panic test, and they always fight as if they had full ranks. So that yeah. one little old high sparrow had the same attack profile as twelve Lannister guardsmen. Well, in the way the giants work, uh, they they have one attack hitting on a two. So starting off, they're not super good, but as they get wounded, they add more damage to it. So my giant had one wound left, and he was smashing through guys. He had so many, so much damage oh, whenever God, he successfully wild. hit. So of course, when one little old man punches him, he dies because he has one <laughs> wound left. But it was funny. It was it was so it was funny. hilarious. Oh man, yeah, I still can't believe. Um fucking Torment Giant Bane in our game just were running through. Oh, yeah, on the, the learning match, I had Torment Giant yeah. Bane, who has an ability where uh, if he successfully kills a unit, he can charge again. So I was able to wipe the mountain that rides on one charge. Like he wasn't was, even there. Just which fucking was ran amazing. his ass over. Well, I had him with a, gr- a group of Thins, which are very solid warriors. They just do pretty hefty amount of attacks, good armor save. They're one of the toughest units in the Free Folk army because they're just dipshits wearing fur and bone, typically. But these guys got brass armor or bronze armor, so you know they're 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 a little bit more powerful. So we were able to to just charge through the mountain, completely annihilate him, and then charge into another unit, which is what this army wants to be doing. So that was a fun time. Yeah, and then uh, the last one, I'm, I'm not going to count it as a true blue games play, but this past Wednesday, uh, I was going over Blood Bowl with Oliver, and he was playing against a new guy, David, who's one of Matt's chefs at his restaurant. So David was learning how to play, so I was there just kind of, you know, hanging out, being the coach for him. But a lot of fun, a lot of fun to, to do that, actually, to get it's to basically play as both teams. It's always fun for Blood Bowl to, like, see a new person learn and how mm-hmm. they're like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, two rounds in, they're just having an absolute oh, blast because yeah. the rules are super easy to learn and really, really fun to, to teach to people. Yeah, but that game ended as a 0-0 tie because David's orcs got the ball and Oliver's undead could just not fucking shake it loose. But he was able to clog up the line so bad that it was literally, there was not, there was one, there was one single actual casualty in that game. That was it. Everything else was just knockdowns. Not stuns, knockdowns. So there were 21 players all on the fucking, like, far hash on the 50-yard line, just jammed together, punching one another. It was just nothing but single-die blocks all damn game. And that is Blood Bowl, baby. Yeah, it was, it was good. But I think that's all or the majority of all my games. I feel like I'm missing a 40k game in there. I mean... Yeah, no, it's fine. There's plenty in there already. <laughs> I played against Ben's Dark Angels, but I don't remember if that was before or after. That was a brutal one. Um, my dice were on fire, and I don't think he rolled over a three all game. Ooh. Like, it was one of those end-of-turn-two sort of games. Yeah, that, that happens. That always sucks. But sometimes dice betray you. Yeah, like, hit a squad of Terminators with, uh, with just a shitload of las gun shots, like... I had a squad of 10 guys all firing their last guns 
Um, so it was eight las guns, well, seven las guns, and on sixes they generate an extra hit and they auto wound. And so he ended up having to make like, so they double shot, so it was 14 shots. He ended up having to make like 17 fucking saves and pass like three of them on two ups. It was, it was dumb. Like everything was just carving through his poor Terminators. Ah, uh, well. But yeah, I believe that's games played. Oh, I also, there was one more hobby progress. Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Let me, hold on. Uh, okay, so a guy named Jake from the Badcast Discord, when uh, I posted that I was getting into Song of Ice and Fire and getting the start set, he was like, hey, send me your address and I'll send you some random stuff. So I did, because, you know, what could possibly go wrong sending strangers on the internet your address? And he sent me and Trent a set of the activation flags, one for Starks, one for Lannisters, and he also sent me a uh, Roos Bolton. So thanks again, Jake. Uh, I know you're from fucking Wisconsin and you don't go anywhere, but if I ever come across you, I definitely owe you a nice beer or two, bud. There, there are plenty of conventions that we try to go to every year now, mm-hmm. so maybe it'll happen. Yes, there are. Uh, try to hit up Noah. Yes, sir. He doesn't go to Noah. I already asked him that. Well, he can he can start. <laughs> Agreed. That's how he gets a beer. Oh, all right. So there's been a lot of stuff on Warcom, and just like normal, we're going to kind of just go through, talk about some of the cool shit we've seen before we get into our uh, our other topic of the episode. So, Andrew, you want to pick and pull some stuff? Well, our other topic of the episode will be coming off of a lot of stuff from this year's Adepticon, yes. which uh, we are like three weeks behind at this point because, you know, life. So uh, we'll we'll go with the big one, the one that everybody's uh, was super excited for in that we got a proper 40K model for Lionel Johnson finally. We did. We, we have another non-demon Primarch floating around in 40k now, and holy shit, is this a cool it's goddamn so model. It's so cool. It's oh, so man. fucking cool. This is one of the best models they have put out in ever. Like, it is, it is so fucking good. It is ridiculous. And it's one of the only models I've seen so far that has a multi-head option for the kit. And every one of the heads is awesome. Yeah, it's fucking four heads four all of them are good right it's unprecedented and i love it it's oh it's so dynamic and i also love that he it, it's been said before but he looks like charles dances tywin lannister he and does but i'm okay with that hilarious. i'm so okay with that and he's got his little watchers in the dark the little goofy gremlins following him along just really cool pose he's on sort of a hero rock but not really it's just you know battlefield debris uh, just, I don't know, just very imposing model. It's, it feels like a Primark should feel. Yeah, it's, oh God, the fucking, the sword on him's beautiful, the paint job on him's beautiful, the cloak on him's beautiful. Like, there's no bad thing on that model, except for its rules, but that's all going to be changing, so. Yeah, that's changing in like two months, so, yeah. Uh, which I guess leads us into the next big announcement is uh, 40K 10th yeah, edition, edition is coming out very 10th soon. 10th edition is coming out, so we don't know when uh, other than summer. Yeah, which so a lot of scuttlebutts be... either say in like mid-June or early July. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking it'll be mid-July, which is going to be interesting for Nova. I think they typically do June for most of their big launches, though. See, that's what I thought too, but Indominus came out in... Like August, ninth oh. edition drops in August. Interesting. Well, summer for sure. But uh, either way, uh, yeah, I'd be 
surprised if they did ninth edition at Nova, but I don't know. Maybe the new edition will be too new for them to feel like they could use in a tournament setting. I really don't know. So, eh. but uh, yeah, totally changing up how things are playing. Uh, totally looking like it's leaning more into ninth or Age of Sigmar type rules. We'll get into that in our next segment, though. So mm-hmm. you know, new, new edition of Forty K is coming, but it is heralded by a Primarch, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, how about you, Tony? What what new thing has t- piqued your interest since I stole the biggest one? Well, he's not a Primarch, but he is another big Space Marine hero. Dante finally got a new model. And we got another Primaris Jump Pack model. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Uh, that was a stubby little goddamn model for a very long it time. It was. It was. Uh, uh, also with it, Sanguinary Guard Dice. Yeah, so, so that'll, that'll be fun for you Blood Angels folk. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, I, I do still feel like they're missing a prime opportunity to actually kill off some heroes. Not saying Agreed. that Dante specifically needed to die, but that it's supposed to be like a 75% chance that they'll survive the primarisifying uh, surgery, and nobody's died from it. Like, none of the big heroes have died. Everybody's just, like, heroically pulled through, and it, I don't yeah. know. Some, they need to kill off somebody. Yeah, it's, it's a, it was a great opportunity to kill off some of the characters, but I don't know they, who they would kill off. They should have killed off, like, half of the established characters. Just, like, just a bunch of, like, you know, a lot of, like, ancillary ones that they have models for, of course, but maybe killed off just, like, two or three of the big ones just so people know this shit's serious or something. I'm surprised. I don't know. I don't know who would be the right choice, and somebody will, of course, be very pissed off no matter which one you choose. So, you know, take take all that with a pinch of salt. But, like, I don't know. It, it was a good time to get rid of some guys. I still think um, Hellbrecht should have died in it but then we would have gotten such a whip-ass model so i'm glad he didn't they probably could kill off some ultramarines heroes since they i think have like, the most of any legion or like uh, cronus and what's the yeah. what's the scout master guy name i don't fucking know no, God damn it. what's his fucking name <laughs> uh they could have killed off i don't know the named librarian guy it would have been a good time Tigarius? to kill off I mean, I'm just what I'm saying. I'm just throwing out names that I know. They could have killed off Kelgar since Gilliman's there to essentially take his place. It would have been the prime opportunity to get rid of him. But the new Kelgar model is cool too, so like, eh. Torius Tellian, the veteran scout sergeant. Uh, it would have been a good time to get rid of a bunch of uh, new space, or the, the old Space Wolf heroes, because they got a shitload of named heroes mm. that nobody gives a shit about. So, oh, uh, they, they did. They got rid of... Um... The fucking cool one, the the chooser of the slain, Ulfric. Is he dead or is he just not got a new he's, model? He's not in the book and they don't talk about him anymore. Yeah, but they do that with a lot of heroes and then bring him back in a different edition. So I don't know. We'll see. But either way, whatever whatever the case with the primary safaring uh, effects, uh, Dante is really cool. That is a rad model. It's one of those ones that uh, was super fucking cool and then completely got overshadowed by the lion coming out. So. Yeah. But uh, awesome if you're a Blood Angels player for sure. What you got? What's next on yours? Ooh, well, we got a nice new range update for the Lizardmen, also oh known God, as the Seraphon uh, in Age of Sigmar. They hit pretty much all of the main infantry and, like, mounted units. So we're getting new Saurus warriors. We're getting new uh, raptor riding warriors. What are, what are the raptors called? They're called Agradon Lancers <laughs> for the new Age of Sigmar uh, copyrightable name. Um, we're getting new salamanders. We're getting new croxagores. We're getting uh, they're getting a new battle tome in like two weeks or something. I think pre-orders are this weekend or maybe next weekend. Um, 
So yeah, they just they revealed the entire range and all of them are beautiful. Like if I if I wasn't working on Slanesh as my next big project, I might be getting them. But mm-hmm. you know, whenever I finally feel like doing an order army finally, it's gonna be lizard men. Oh god, they're those models are just fucking awesome. Uh they're so cool. I mean, who can say no to just an entire army of dinosaurs riding dinosaurs? Yeah, like God. The fucking the salamander's cool. The new carnosaurs are super fucking cool. Yeah, and the the new Slon, the new Lord Croak is one of the better models they've ever put out. I mean, it's just fucking awesome. Just the whole range is amazing. Yeah. And I have to stop talking about them or I'll buy them. (laughs) All right, what do you got next? Well, speaking of range refreshes, uh, fucking Tyranids are getting a lot of new new models and range refreshes as well sure are we've uh so far we've seen the new termagant which looks like the old termagant but not as clunky and dumb it looks like a more refined version it's the 1080p version of a termagant yeah it's a lot more fluid like it's the same model but like the tail has a bit more like whip to it the the heads Mm kind of pose a little differently they're not they're not super stiff like it's got uh, actual like musculature on it yeah, it looks like a creature as opposed to just like this weird little bullet monster. Yeah, but it, it literally does. It just it looks like uh, it just looks like a termagant with upgraded graphics, which I'm I'm all in for. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of like um, when they updated like the Chaos Terminators, where it's like it's the model you remember, but just looks better. Uh, and then also the other one they've shown is the fucking Von Ryan's Leaper, which yeah. don't know what the fuck Von Ryan's is, but that model is fucking awesome yeah i just assumed it was the new model for the lictors but uh apparently it's its own it's its own new thing. unit which uh lictors are like solo ambush predators but apparently these guys hunt in packs so maybe yeah. they're just kind of baby lictors i don't yeah, know but they're the, really cool reading about them they kind of seem like raveners that don't burrow that just run they also have like a normal mouth with teeth and stuff and then tentacles coming out of that which uh seems like a way to bite off your own tentacles accidentally I think the tentacles are coming off the sides. The tentacles are meant to, like, wrap something up and hold it while it eats it, I think. It's just kind of interesting. I'm not sure how biologically that would work, but whatever. I I mean, we've already had (laughs) belt-fed rocket launchers that the belt doesn't lead in. I was going to say, we shouldn't try to poke holes in our uh, space dinosaur bugs, so. Yeah. Uh, What's uh, what's next on yours? Oh, well, let's see. Um, We have a new Kill Team box coming out that I'm pretty excited for. Uh, Which one is this? This is Gallo Dark, um, which has the Votan Kill Team, which we knew would eventually be coming out. Nothing really too special on these guys, honestly. Like, the only new kind of cool model they have is the one guy who's just got, like, power knuckle dusters in kind of a put-up-your-dukes pose which I think is pretty fun. But the other kill team that they introduced in this one is a fucking Beastman kill team that looks awesome. I want this box just for this kill team. They feel like they would go perfectly with my my trader guardsmen that I have for kill team as well. They are just rad. They just look like what would happen if you put Beastman in 40k, and I love it. Yeah. Plus, also, you know, the normal kill team stuff. It's a box, so it comes with terrain. It's got that really rad into the dark uh, bulkhead terrain. Bunch of new uh, terrain pieces. There's like a surgery suite and like cryo tubes and stuff. Is it's 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 the new kill team boxes. They all look awesome. So I'm I'm very excited to see some people paint these up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Some good good shit on it. Yeah. Oh, and they also introduced uh, Jump Pack Votan, which everybody knew were going to be coming. So uh, probably in tenth, we'll get a kit of those guys for the actual Votan army. 
Uh, we uh, we also got a new Blood Bowl star player, Wither Grasp Double Drool. Yeah, for uh, chaos specific teams. Yeah, he is this weird beast man thing who's two headed, and his entire left arm is replaced by a shitload of big fucking tentacles. Oh, and this guy has so many special rules. So he's he's like. The, the bane of speedy teams because he has yeah. tentacles which is its own rule he has mm-hmm. prehensile tail which makes it harder to dodge he has the tackle skill so it's easy for him to knock people down he has two heads so it's harder to dodge out of his way um, he has the wrestle skill so he can place people where he wants them to go mm-hmm. like this guy has like uh, half a dozen special rules and they're all built for making sure you can't dodge away from him yeah. and he's also got a one called watch out that's on him as well and the first time each half he's the target of a block action which that's a weird one to keep track of first time each half he is uh, he counts as having the dodge skill i mean i guess if you spend like 350,000 gold or however stupid much he's going to cost uh you're going to try and keep track of that sort of thing uh, he is 170,000 holy shit that is really yeah. cheap for despite having two heads you're only paying for one at the low price of 170,000 gp and he can play for all favored of chaos teams come with his own rule card which will be released in resin in the near future that means he probably has a garbage armor save but that's okay as long as he's tripping up elves and fast scaven uh he's nurgle ah well, yeah that's true he can maybe actually make nurgle not he's terrible. probably got dick off for speed yeah, no, he's he's definitely a line holder. You put him there with your uh, your Beast of Nurgle or your Minotaur or whatever you're rocking on your mm-hmm. Chaos team. I really, really want to, like, I've got Cindy, Pie Whistle, and Puggy Breaking Breath. I'm just staring at him. I want to buy him. <laughs> uh, was it pre-orders this weekend? So No, they're actually already out. The, There's pre-orders yeah, last weekend. No, their pre-order is right now. It started Saturday. Okay, which they're like $45 for two halflings, which kind of hurts. It does, but God. Fucking, fucking Forge Damn World. that model. Uh, ah well uh, another thing that they announced at Adepticon that I like the sculpts of are um, it's the new Underworlds box we're getting Weird Hollow which is like Wizards v Wizards we get more Stormcast Wizards which you know it's not new Underworlds without another Stormcast mm-hmm. Warband but there is a really cool Zinch Wizard sculpt uh, this is probably one of the more interesting Zinch sculpts that they've done and it comes with a shitload of little gribbly guys like there's all kinds of just just weird little mutants that follow them around uh there's a Zangor looking dude who's like using his he kind of looks like um the fucking dipshit from Phantom Menace, uh, uh, Sebulba where he's got the he's using his legs as his hands and he's like casting a spell with it it's really weird, but uh, all kinds of tentacles and teeth and stuff. Really cool, interesting sculpts. So I, I kind of want this kit just to get these to add to my slave's army as a, a sorcerer and some various familiars. And the Stormcast guys actually look good, too. Like, those are actually very solid sculpts for Stormcast wizards. I just yet another Stormcast Underworlds band. I remember watching the preview, but I don't remember that at all off of it. It was pretty fast. They announced it. It was like a 30-second like animated clip and then they posted the article showing them gotcha where the fuck yeah. is the article i don't even see it what, uh what it? it's back a couple of weeks it was during all the adepticon stuff gotcha okay i just exited otherwise i'd link it to you oh no big deal uh, anything else grab your interest uh yeah we've got a new uh soul blight battle tome coming out and as well as a new Ossiarch hero Bowery for it. yeah i'll let you go over osiarch i just want to talk about the soul blight lady i don't you, care about the osiarch gotcha you got 
Avia Volga, the outcast, who's another one of the weird wolf vampires. Love the model. Fucking hate the face on it. Yeah, that's a lot of vampire models, though. They're all kind of doing like a screechy open mouth teeth showing. But it, thing it and... doesn't read as screech to me. It reads as zombie. It's uh, that kind of <laughs> thing. Uh, maybe a different painter could kind of bring out the emotion a little bit more. Maybe. But yeah, there's also maybe. a Soulblade guy or a uh, Ossiart guy, the Mort- uh, Mortison Ossifector. I don't uh, know, some other dude is covered in finger bones and weird shit. Yeah, and he's making a fucking mask out of it. it, it it's an okay model. It looks really fiddly, like it's going to break like a motherfucker. And I've, It's just a, another one of those Ossiarch models that feels a little over-designed. I don't know, just the whole Ossiarch range has just a bunch of... It's, it's too much. They don't... The, the Ossiarchs just don't do it for me. Like, I really wanted to like them. I like the idea of yeah. like, the samurai skeletons, but they just do not do it for me having built and painted a whole army of them uh fucking greed <laughs> like they're just i don't know they, there's aspects of them that are really cool but just uh, as a cohesive whole eh, eh. yeah just uh. but yeah so pre-orders are up for them this weekend actually yeah. um Soul Blight Battle Tome, Ossiarch Battle Tome, uh, War Scroll cards, all that fun stuff. Uh, they're finally doing that cool White King on Skeletal Steed that they released like a year and a half ago in oh, the yeah, Vanguard in the box. box. He's That's... finally getting a solo box. Nice. Uh, new Vanguard boxes are pretty good. The Soul Blight one comes with Blood Knights and Skeletons and Crypt Flares and all kinds of cool shit. So Apparently pretty, Black Knights uh... are the new shit. What's that? Apparently Black Knights are the new shit. Yeah, that's what Phil was saying. I haven't read any of the new rules, though, so no idea. But, uh, yeah, so Death Players will be quite excited that half the armies are getting an update now. Yeah. Uh, all right, Andrew, you see any others you like? Uh, well, yeah, they showed off some uh, new sculpts for the new Cities of Sigmar range. Yeah, they did. Which uh, I'm pretty impressed with them overall, I'd say. They, they kind of have that... Uh, uh, that vibe of uh, some professional-looking people, but also just, like, you know, pudgy baker, where they're like, here's a helmet and an axe. Join the crusade, bud. And he's like, okay, I'll get in there, boss. Oh, okay, I found the uh, the Warcry, or Warcry? Underworld's Warbands. Uh, Underworlds. And those Zinch ones, that's some serious Pan's Labyrinth shit. Yeah, no, they're really creepy. I like them a lot. I, I kind of dig that. That's some of the first Chaos models I've actually, like, liked. Yeah, that's yeah, just really cool, interesting sculpts. But anyway, Cities yeah. of Sigmar. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that they're finally actually showing like proper models from it instead of just like, here's an arm with an axe. And you're like, ah, cool. An arm with an axe. Awesome. <laughs> oh. so, hope, hopefully they'll be showing off heroes and stuff in the relative near future because these are just, these are pretty obviously just like the basic footline troopers. So they're they're nothing too special. But, uh, you know, just nice to see your, your, your basic... Uh, it, sword and board footmen essentially then uh in the the old world style thing uh, i got another article on bretonians but this hey. one is no well this one's interesting though i mean all of them are i love my bretonians the models are the exact same scale and size and it looks to be the same models that they discontinued years ago on larger bases so infantry's on 25s instead of 20s now they say they'll sell bases and stuff like that. Honestly, I'll probably... Because I've got so many Bretonians on all those bases. I'll probably just buy these... Um, there's like segmented movement trays that basically just are a little Turn bit larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like dividers in it, so it makes them that extra size. 
But other than that, the Bretonian range looks the same, and I love it. I'm so excited to be able to get my fucking Bretonians back on the table, man. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's always been known from the beginning that they're just blatantly appealing to the people who played Warhammer Fantasy Battle and got really pissed off that Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. took that away from them. But like, holy shit, I did not expect them to just be like, here's the really old lead Bretonians again. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 again, I do hope that they actually put out like a proper new line of models and really go like full Horus Heresy with it where but- it's, it's a brand new range. But... I do like that they're at least going like, hey man, you got old models, we know that, you're not that weird asshole on YouTube who burned 10,000 points of high elves, so you still have this rat old army sitting around gathering dust, you can play with it again, it's the okay. The thing that I love about the Bretonians is the fact that they're not so stupidly overdone like everything else, though. Yeah, no, they're they're just knights and 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 peasants with with halberds and they look like it like every peasant doesn't have 800 million fucking little fiddly bits hanging off his belt and shit yeah like all the knights are wearing armor a surcoat and have weapons it's and it's what it should be when you scroll down to the bottom of the article and you got grail knights on pegasus pegasi pegasuses uh (laughs) winged horses pegasarians uh, it's it's just a horse with wings and a dude on top of it like it just it, it totally hits the beats that it needs to without you know you know, hero rocks and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I still have no real expectations for old world. I don't know what the fuck the game is going to be, but you know, cool that they're appealing to the old, the old, uh, grognards for Warhammer fantasy battle. Yeah. Uh, all right. You got anything else on uh, Warcom that tickled your fancy? Uh, only one more May 23rd release date for bolt gun, which is the, uh, the video game that's essentially 40 K, but doom. Yeah which uh, I'm pretty excited for. They also announced that Rahul Kohli is the voice actor for the main guy. Oh, I don't nice. really know how much voice acting there's going to be in the game, but, you know, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he seemed like a fine actor from the stuff I've seen, so good for him. Uh, but either way, I, if uh, the trailers are any indicator of how the game is going to be, I, it's going to be yet another good game in the uh, recent wave of retro shooters that have been coming out, and I am all here for that because mm-hmm. I played a shitload of Doom. Yeah. Uh, then there was only one more thing that really uh, caught my eye, and it's a new Titanicus release. Yeah. Conversion Beamers. Yeah, for uh, Warhounds, right? Uh, and Reavers and Warlords. Ooh. The, the Warlord Conversion Beamer is fucking huge. So the Warhounds is strength 9 to 11 at its long-range profile, but... It doesn't tell me... Like, I'm trying to find the stats on the Warlords, but it doesn't tell it. Uh, conversion Beamers are the ones that... It's the further you are yeah, away... Yeah, the stronger the they are, yeah. Yeah, because it, like, builds momentum as it goes, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's going to be real silly, and I'm excited to see how that goes. A bold princeps can push their Warlord Titans Conversion Beam Extrapotate... What? Extra Parter? Extrapiter? I don't know. It's a weird fucking word that is one of those weird Warhammer words. One of those made-up yeah, sort of Latin yeah. words. Yeah, I was like, I, th- I thought it was extrapolator to begin with, but it's missing an L and some A's. Huh. But yeah. it also has maximal fire. Uh, oh, and good. It <laughs> makes the shot even stronger than the Warbringer Titan's notorious Bellicosa Volcano Cannon. And I imagine it makes your reactor go up like four pips every time you do that. Yeah, but I mean, it'll just delete something. Yeah, I know. If you get rid of the void shields and hit somebody with that, they're pretty much gone, I'm sure. Yeah. Huh. It looks cool as shit, too. 
Yeah. It uh, it looks I... like you know the Nerf revolvers. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the cylinder from a Nerf revolver. Are you are you looking at this thing? Uh, I've seen it before. I am looking about three feet to my right uh, at one of those Nerf revolvers, though. Yeah, I know. I've also got one on my shelf behind me, and that was what it made, made me think of. There you go, Andrew. There's the link to it. Oh, no, I've seen it before. Yeah. I, I know what it looks like. But it 100% looks just like the cylinder on the fucking Nerf revolver. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar vibes. I'm okay with that. But, yeah, uh, any anything else from Warcom and everything to I think that's pretty much all the beats that I've seen. Uh, Mostly just Adepticon coverage and then a little bit of Blood Bowl here and there. Yeah. Uh, All right. So now we're going to kind of talk about something. Hold on, Brain. Brain's going to brain real quick. Well, while your brain brains real quick, I just realized that my Miller was a screw top and I used the bottle cap opener on it. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a sneeze or did your head just explode? I was a laugh while I was trying to blow my nose. Oh, God. Oh, that hurt really bad, Andrew. Fuck you. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, God well, damn. You're going to have to, like, tone that down because this is a good moment to keep in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ow. Oh, that hurts in between my eyes. Your sinuses are just melting now. Daddy needs another hit of Dayquil real soon. We're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> like, my, my eyes are literally fucking watering right now. <laughs> This um, moment brought to you by Miller High Life. Miller, the champagne of beer. Oh, all right. So we, we kind of talked a little bit about this in our Warcom section, and that's 10th edition 40K. So we're going to talk a little bit about what they've previewed so far with 10th edition, what we're hoping for with 10th edition, and things that we're not liking or that worry us so far for 10th edition. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say right off the bat, a lot of this is going to be you telling me what you like and dislike, because I haven't really read these yet. I kind of want it to be a surprise when the new book comes out. Well, tough. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, so the first thing is they previewed a new lieutenant model. He's uh, got some drippy blood and a tear in a thing on his pauldron. Uh, also new Terminators, which are like the Chaos Terminators, where they're the original Terminators, but slightly taller. Yep, just, just a little bit chonked up to have better proportions, and that's really all they needed, because Terminators kick ass. Yeah, so a couple of the big changes they've talked about so far is on the unit's data slate, you no longer have weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength, and attacks. Those are all now based on the weapon, which I, I get it, but it's also really strange to think that it doesn't matter who is wielding that bolter; they're going to hit on the same thing. Hmm. I, mm, yeah, that is weird. I don't know. I guess that would really only matter for like, uh, I guess, with the bolter rule, like, uh, like a commissar using a bolt gun versus a space marine using a bolt gun. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there'll be like a star days bolt gun and then normal bolt gun. Maybe, but like, like which. At that point, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just have the ballistic skill? Because then it ends up being the same thing. Yeah, so the, the two they've showed so far are bolt pistol and close combat weapon. So the the weird part about it is each one has its own things, but also in the same article it says weapon profiles are tied to individual units, so a chainsword in the hands of a space marine is deadlier than one of a cultist. So why make up extra data sheet for each thing instead of just keeping it like it was. I just, I don't understand that. 
I guess it ends up being roughly the same thing anyway, because it'd be like, you know, Space Marines are going to hit with a three on any melee weapon, essentially. So you're just going to know that on any Space Marine melee weapon, except for probably Thunder thunder Hammers and Power Fists, which tend to hit slower. Yeah, it's... Like, I get it. I get what they're kind of going for, where a chainsword's a chainsword's a chainsword, but it's just... It's strange to have an extra data sheet for it that the way it makes it sound doesn't matter because a chainsword's not a a chainsword a chainsword it's is it not like an age of sigmar thing where it's got the list of weapons they have and it's like hitting with the bow on a four and wounding on a three oh you know maybe it's like that on the data sheets because it doesn't say that on here it just shows it as its own thing but i'd be okay with probably just have probably just have the image to the side but yeah Yeah. if it's like age of sigmar which is a game i happen to really like Mm -hmm. uh then it would just be on the war scroll or data scroll card or whatever the hell they're calling them it would just be you know space marine basic stats uh, combat weapon hitting on threes wounding on threes rend one whatever so shockingly it sounds like they used age of sigmar as a test base for rules again well weapons and things still have strength it's not wounds on um there are a whole bunch of different like special rules and things that weapons can have, but they're, they're still hits on. And then it's a strength. Um, so we're still doing strength V toughness. We're still doing strength V toughness, but apparently yeah. some things are changing in it. I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's a pretty elegant solution in age of Sigmar where it's like, this is a powerful weapon. It's going to wound you on a two. This is a pretty crap weapon. It's going to wound you on a five. Like yeah. it's just, I don't know. I don't know why they don't just transfer that to Warhammer because it ends up being the same thing without having to consult the brain chart when you go, uh, strength seven versus tough eight. So, mm, like, yeah, it, it just ends up being the same thing, but but a little more elegant. In yeah. And, and then you give some that maybe has like the vehicle keyword. It has, you know, minus one or minus two to wound, something like that. It, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I would love to see. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just again, they just say, Mar already done did it. Why you got to change it again? But again, yeah. We don't have all the rules yet, so this is us just speculating. Yeah. Uh, they're also changing leadership back to two dice. Okay. But now, so back in the day, leadership was two dice, and you're trying to roll um, under your leadership on two dice. Right. So if your leadership was 10, you're trying to roll a 10 or under on two dice. Now it's 2d6, and you're trying to roll higher. So a Space Marine Lieutenant would probably have, like, a three or four leadership then? Well, an Intercessor has six. Oh. That's pretty bad, actually. See, that's my thoughts, too. Like, that's what a well, mainly, 60 mainly just from Space Marines. Chance. You think it would be lower? <laughs> yeah. That means Guard are going to have, like, a fucking eight. Orcs are going to yeah. have, like, a ten. Eh, I think Orcs would be comparable to Guard or maybe even better just because they, they're belligerent and dumb. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, the, so maybe like a seven. <laughs> the uh, the thing that they are adding that I'm actually really interested in and I actually really like is objective control, the OC stat. Yeah. So before, if something had obsec, it controlled the objective. If Which you had bullshit. if you had one space one chaos cultist with obsec, uh, it didn't matter if I had forty non obsec terminators on it. You controlled the objective. Yeah, the uh, one ninth edition game I played against your guardsmen, and I had Chaos Terminators yep. on it, and that happened. Uh, that was kind of feels badsy, where it's like these are ten thousand year old super soldiers in tank armor. Why does your one dipshit with a pocket knife get to control the objective? Uh, because he believes in the faith of the Emperor, bro. I believe in the faith of chaos, bro. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but your faith is broken down into four things. Mine's all pure in one. So <laughs> actually, Iron Warriors tend to be undivided. <laughs> Thank you very much. Whatever, nerd. <laughs> I push up my glasses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they've got something called an objective control stat. So, like, intercessors have an OC of two. 
So what everyone is speculating is that means that you add up the objective control points for each side that are on it. So Which like, I kind of like. That makes more I, I sense. I do too. Yeah. So hopefully that's how that is. And I like that. That's a great change of the data sheets. Because it would make sense for like, you know, a basic space marine to be, you know, example, have them be like a two, have a Terminator be like a three because they're meant for like holding down an area, have guardsmen be like a one, but you're going to come in there with a brick of 20 of them. So you'll end Mm -hmm. up probably being better than the brick of five Terminators or whatever until, of course, they get mowed down. But, you know, points is points. Well, and tanks are worth more as well. Most tanks have anywhere between like three and five. Which would make sense because a tank's really hard to shift off an objective. And mm-hmm. They're good at doing that. Exactly. I'll go ahead and roll into the tank one. So now vehicles are also going to be a lot tougher and a lot harder to kill. So fuck yeah. Yeah, I was seeing that uh, Stomper has a toughness of like 14 or something now. Yeah, but here, here's what I don't understand on that. Unless they go back to where certain things can't wound certain things, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Once it's, it's once you get above toughness nine, it almost doesn't matter. Maybe it's just for specific types of weapons, I guess. I don't know. Like uh, maybe they're gonna end up having more like knight based weapons do specific things against knight sized units like a stomper or something, so it's toughness fourteen matters more. I I don't know. Well there was the um Damn, what is it? Some of the weapons have like Titan kill rules where if something has like a Titan, this is Aether. Sorry, yeah, it has my the phone. Titanic rule. Yeah, then certain weapons re-roll against it. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah. No, yeah. No. Or maybe they have certain types where it's like if it's, you know, X or higher, it does more damage or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe they're gonna do it like it used to be with hits where Say I'm shooting a strength three las gun and you're fucking toughness fourteen. Well, you know you're three, you're four, almost five times higher. So maybe it'll be like I've got to roll a six followed by a six followed by a six. Because do you remember? Did you play? Did you play old editions or no? Uh, I played a decent bit of fifth edition, and that's pretty much it okay. until eighth edition. So you remember how the the to hit rolls worked? How if like, you had a bullet, because remember, before it wasn't ballistic skill, two up, three up, four up, whatever. It was like your ballistic skill, if your ballistic skill was a uh, four, you hit on threes. If your ballistic skill was a five, you hit on twos. If your ballistic skill was a six, you hit on twos. But if you missed, you could re-roll. And if you rolled a six, you would hit. And then so on and so forth. And then ten was uh, two up re-rollable to hit. I do not recall that at all, but yeah. uh, my brain is occasionally pudding, so that's... <laughs> yeah. uh, so That's that fair. I'm curious if it'll be something like that um, to do with the damage, where like you've got to roll a six followed by like a something else to get it, like a confirmed hit kind of thing. Yeah, since there's no more glancing hits. Well, I don't yeah. know. I assume there's no more glancing hits. It doesn't say anything about that. It would be really funny if they brought back facings, which uh, <sighs> a lot of people love and a lot of people are very glad to see gone. Yeah. So, uh, and then another thing they've shown is weapon types are changing. So, assault weapons before were you could advance and shoot at minus one. That was that was what assault did. Uh, now, assault weapons are, they can just advance and shoot. Doesn't have a minus to it. Before, heavy weapons were, if you moved it all and shot, you subtracted one. Now, heavy weapons are, if you remain stationary, you add one. 
Okay. But you don't subtract one with it. You just add one. Okay, so you don't you don't lose anything. Right. So it's just strange. Uh, uh I, I, maybe I, maybe they just have like an always be adding kind of thing. Maybe. Like don't don't ever worry about subtractions. Just you know you're always going to hit on a four unless you don't move and then you hit on a three. Yeah. And now there's devastating wounds. So when an attack is made with it, there's now critical wounds that inflict mortal damage. Like every other edition, I felt like is I'm adjusting some of the rules I know. This one, it feels like I'm having to relearn a game. Yeah, it's kind of like the jump from uh, 7th to 8th, where there was some pretty massive changes, because uh, 9th, as as we've talked about before, like the end of 8th into 9th, it's, it's been pretty fucking bogged down. It only got worse and worse until, like, boarding actions came out, essentially. So maybe it, it might just be, like, they, they expedited the getting too much bullshit uh, too quickly, like they did in 7th. So they're like, all right, fuck it, we just got to reset again. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, so a lot of weapons have had like their basic stuff changed as well. Uh, most things are a little bit stronger, but less AP, which, which is, is pretty good. That's nice. It, that it, that makes armor actually feel like it means a fucking oh, thing. It, this last edition felt like it was way too killy. Everything just shat out mortal wounds and had a thousand shots, and it was just like okay. So if you have a shooty army, you're probably just gonna win. So yeah, I I, I appreciate that. That's nice. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I'm interested to see what all changes, but it also makes me not want to play a whole lot of 40k until the new stuff comes out. That's been my mindset sort of like the past year and a half, so that actually works for me. But yeah, but I'm, do... I'm a pretty staunch 40k player. Yeah, yeah, I, I do get that this is uh, uh, interesting for a lot of people, so... Uh... Yeah, we'll we'll see how it happens. I know a lot of uh, competitive people are getting a little salty about the changes, Spe- specifically Dark Angels players. Apparently, they got fucked over. I'm not sure on exactly why, but uh, uh, so I- they have released a balanced data sheet, the last balanced data sheet of the edition, and it got rid of their inner circle rule that gives them permanent transhuman. So I mean, permanent that transhuman pretty good to me. Yeah, it's it's nice for everybody not a Dark Angels player. Which their Terminators cost the same as everyone else's Terminators and were significantly tougher and they could mix and match Thunder Hammers and Storm Shields in with their missiles and Assault Cannons and all that. Everyone else has Assault Terminators or Terminators. Dark Angels just had Terminators so they can mix and match in it. Cue up the gif of uh, Charlie and Mac from Always Sunny with the top hats making the crying motion with their hands. (laughs) Oh yeah, I've already sent that to Ben and Chris and they were not happy. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, it, it always sucks when your your army gets a kick in the nuts, but, like, if you're significantly better for the same price, it kind of makes sense that you get a little bit nerfed down, but, you know, again, there's, like, two months of this edition left. Who fucking cares? Just, it, it, if it bugs you too much, just play something else until the next edition comes out and see how it is, or, you know, try to adjust and play like other Space Marines. I don't know. Yeah. One of, uh, one of the other big things they talked about coming back was Universal Special Rules. Which so, I dig. I do. I like that. I like universal special rules because if somebody says deep strike to me, I know what it means. But if they say like waiting in the wings, I'm like, the fuck is that? Oh, it's deep strike. Well, it's like everybody had, you know, uh, fucking whatever phrase for their feel no pain save. Literally everybody who's played a previous edition of 40K has just called it feel no Mm -hmm. pain 
since it's the same damn thing as Feel No Pain was back in 5th, 6th, and 7th edition, and I think 8th as well. All of the new players they got into it who have learned from people also call it Feel No Pain. Yeah, because it's it's it was a simple, elegant solution to be like this guy's got rend, this guy's got feel no pain, this guy's got an invuln save. Like it's the same thing across the board. You just had to bog it down by giving it some dumb new name to sound more forty k. Yeah, and I I liked having all the rules on a data sheet. I love that. Don't get me wrong, but you still could have just called it feel no pain on everybody's data sheet. Yeah, all you have to do is at the bottom keywords feel no pain, and that's it. Or rules feel no pain. Yeah. So. Those are the rules that they have shown so far. Uh, Andrew, is there anything in particular you want to see out of 10th that you're looking forward to or that you're hoping they don't do in 10th edition? Well, uh, as a significantly more uh, played person for Age of Sigmar type games, I would always be happier to see it move more towards Age of Sigmar, which there are aspects that seem like they're doing. Um, Personally, at this point, I would love like a universal warhammer rule set like these are the basic rules and you have the sci-fi edition that has a few tweaks to make it feel sci-fi the fantasy edition that makes it feel a little bit fantasy with its tweaks like i don't i don't really feel at this point like it's super necessary for them to continue to try and have bespoke rules for each game since they still play roughly the same either way but uh i don't know i feel like up until recently they've been feeling like oh we have to specifically keep rules weird so that way 40k is 40k and you know kowtow to the competitive players and so forth but i kind of just feels like that's more and more unnecessary and 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 bogs down the game more than it needs to be um and other things that we have talked about alternating activations let's do that people like alternating Mm -hmm. activations uh a song of ice and fire has them and it kicks ass i like that (laughs) Yeah, alternating activations is is a fucking big one here. Because it's a really good way to get the tactics brain going without having to go, oh, what 43 stratagems could it be pulling on whenever I do my third stratagem of the round or whatever, which are getting rid of stratagems mostly. Like, There's only going to be a few universal ones at this point, which is rad. But like, you still get the depth of tactics. Like They have that in the fight phase for Age of Sigmar, where it's like, okay, I'm going to charge him with this guy. He gets the charge off, he'll get this thing. He's probably going to attack with this unit next, which means I need to attack with this unit because this unit's already gone and I need to stop this next unit from being able to attack. So you get the tactical depth without having to be weighed down with ancillary bullshit like a lot of uh, 40k was doing. I don't know. Does, does that feel on base to you, Tony? Yeah, no, no. I, I agree with that pretty well. Yeah, so I, I would be very appreciative for turn-based or alternating activations. It doesn't sound like they're going to do that, but yeah, we haven't really seen enough of the rules yet. They might be doing that at least in the combat phase like Age of Sigmar. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, how about you? Is there anything you know in particular that you really want from this edition? Or are you, are you kind of upset that it's not as much like 9th edition? Or, or what are you feeling? So... I, I like the idea of them getting rid of a lot of stratagems. I think it should go to mostly core stratagems, much like Age of Sigmar has. But I also like the idea of each faction being able to have its own kind of special stratagems. Not two fucking pages of stratagems for every faction and sub-faction where, yes. you know, a sub-faction of Space Marines has fucking four and a half pages of stratagems to pull from. That's yep. that's just too many to have to know. Um, well, they could do, like, 
back to Age of Sigmar, where you have the basic ones like, you know, Rally, At the Double, just, you know, there's like 10 universal ones you can use. And then certain commanders get specific stratagems they can do. And, and certain armies have like two to three at most. Like there's really not much you have to worry about. And that's really nice. And it, and the, the two to three that you get really make your army feel like your army, which uh, I don't think you need four pages to do that. So, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It just there's just some weird stuff and in interactions when it comes to that many stratagems. I feel like uh, I'm playing magic. Yeah, because there's always going to be just from what I've played of ninth. It's always like you charge in. Oh, that guy's playing orcs. He's going to probably play this one. He's got his wall going right now, so he's going to do these three stratagems or whatever. I need to counter with transhuman and this other one, and you know, it's it's kind of even though there's like a, th- a dozen stratagems, you still end up doing like the same six for certain interactions, and then occasionally you got the gotcha one where it's like, haha, you didn't expect this fucking bullshit that I have at the back of my book. So yeah, exactly. I, I I don't like the gotchas with with the stratagems, so that's it's cooler getting rid of that. I I think that they should. Um, like you said, more universal ones uh, for like Space Marines specifically. I've seen people complaining about uh, chapters losing their flavors by doing that sort of thing, which that's bullshit. Uh, but they could do, you know, the five to ten universal rules. The Space Marines specifically could maybe have two or three stratagems and then each chapter maybe has one or two. Like not not a ton. We Nobody needs 12 stratagems for each chapter, but like just a couple of special ones to be like, this is the Dark Angels one. This is the Space Wolves one. This is the Imperial Fists one. So they, they feel like they're chapters without being, you know, here's your new fucking index with four pages of stratagems. Or just give them a specific like ability that they have. Um, and I did miss one rule that they've announced, and it's basically independent characters are coming back. You attach <laughs> characters to squads now. Speaking of independent characters, yeah, the podcast is coming back our for the first time. Fucking favorite podcast that's been gone for like two and a half, almost three years is coming back. I'm so, so since, excited. Since the bad casts are our, our spiritual ham dads, I guess that makes the ICs our spiritual grand ham dads, since uh, they're the bad casts ham dads. I guess. So our, our ham, our grand ham dads are coming back. I have messaged back and forth with Carl before. He's actually super friendly. Oh, that's fun. But yeah, independent characters coming back is interesting. So how, how is that working? They, they're attached to specific units now? Yeah, so they attach to specific units and give them special abilities. But there's a list of the units they can specifically attach to. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me pull it back up real quick. So, like, the one it shows is the Primaris Lieutenant. Um while it's leading a unit, models equi- uh, weapons equipped by models in this unit have the lethal hits ability. And then this model's unit is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in which turn it fell back. And looking at these, like, now that I've, we've been playing Song of Ice and Fire, I'm like, I wonder if it replaces a mini in it and just runs it like that. Because that's really close to how they run theirs. I mean, it makes, having played a Song of Ice and Fire, totally makes sense where it's like, this is the same unit, but like, mm-hmm. like I said, Tormund Giant's Bane gives them Onslaught. So if they finish yeah. a charge and kill a unit, they can charge again. Simple bonus thing, but it really ups the lethality of certain units. Yeah. I also hope that they kind of get rid of the auras on things. Yes. Because like, I like auras and I like auras in Age of Sigmar, but at the same time, auras can be like, oh no, no, well, he's not in. Oh, he's like a quarter inch out. The intent was for him to be in it. All that kind of thing. Or you get, like, uh, the whole unit has to be within 12, and it's like, well, this is a 30-man brick, and I'm running a horde army. I'm never mm. going to get the whole unit within, so why even bother with the aura? Yeah, so this, uh, this like, the one it shows, the Primaris Lieutenant, can be attached to the following units. 
Assault Intercessor, Blade Guard Veteran, Hellblaster, Intercessor, and then there's two bullet points that say Redacted. Hmm, so it means there's new units that we haven't seen yet. That's what I'm thinking. But wouldn't it be just absolutely hilarious if it wasn't? If it was just Primaris Lieutenant, Primaris <laughs> Lieutenant. You could just take a squad of Primaris Lieutenants. Yeah. Uh, you can actually attach this to a squad that already has a captain or a chapter master in it. Which makes sense, because yep. it's an army. You would have multiple officers in, in units. Yeah, and if the unit gets destroyed, they just become their thing with their starting stats. So they lose all the special rules they would have gotten for the unit. But it's still just going to be a unit of Space Marines. That's that's pretty cool. No, no, like uh, if, if the squad dies, so that uh, that squad bodyguards the character like it used to be. Oh, oh, okay. So it just so, gets like in Song of Ice and Fire. That unit. Yeah, like in Song of Ice and Fire, except they don't keep the squad's rules. They only have their rules. Then. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I guess they would have to impose an independent character's limit again. Like you know, can't have more mm-hmm. than five in an army or something. Yeah. So that way you're not putting a lieutenant in every single goddamn squad to get his beef beefing up. Special rules. Yeah, well, you're still you're still paying the points for it like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the big things that I'm really kind of hoping for is better terrain rules. It's been an ongoing thing Dude, with right? terrain forever in Warhammer, and every fucking event has slightly different terrain rules as well. I wish that they could just come up with a terrain rule that everybody's on board with and everyone uses. They just aren't going to be able to, though, I don't think. Well, like you were talking about with the uh, Atlanta tournament rules, it's like, why the fuck? If Games Workshop has their own rules, why are you doing your own bespoke version? I don't feel like it adds anything to the already there rules. Like, you're just changing it for the sake of it. So, yeah, having just some good, clear rules would be nice. Because uh, that was that was another hurdle when I tried to get back into 40k a few months ago, where it's like, oh, light cover plus one, but then this is a tree, so you're minus one to hit shooting through trees, and it's like, this is, I don't need a fucking spreadsheet for the terrain, my dude. Just give me like three basic rules and just have done. This is a complicated enough game as is. Yeah, but all things considered, going into tenth, from what we've heard from playtesters, is it is simplified. Uh, it will take a minute to get used to it, but it is a good step forward. So all like we're saying some, some stuff that we're worried about and some negative things on it, but all told it is always good for the hobby to move forward. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, just from the stuff I've heard and basic scuttlebutt getting past the, uh, you know, the perpetual level of salt that a lot of 40 K players have. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Anything to bring it closer to general age of Sigmar rules. I'm down for just a basic simplification of the rules. I think is very necessary to, uh, mm-hmm. as always get new players and to keep people like me and who uh, are very scattered brain and get a new uh, tabletop game to play once every four months. Yeah. So we'll get a lot more info about it. Um, after Warhammer Fest and Kansas City Open because they're actually running demo games of 10th edition at those two events. Oh, I wonder if they're, have they confirmed that they're going to do like all of the rules is essentially here is 10th edition or are they just doing like a, a, a streamlined here's the basics kind of thing? So like it makes it sound like it will be 10th edition that people are getting to try out and play demo games of. That would be cool. I would like to get some actual feedback about it and, and, see if people enjoy it yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting it's more of the you know got questions we're going to show new miniatures including redacted redacted and the anticipated redacted gw loves that fucking word well there's a lot of stuff we can already surmise is coming they're obviously going to do space marines versus tyranids because that's what they showed off so there's from the trailers we're getting 
new multi-knife lieutenant who always just makes me think of the episode of Simpsons where Mo has his two knives. Yeah. Um, Taller Terminators. Taller Terminators, which is always fun. We're getting a Redemptor Dread, but with a big fucking cannon like the old box dreads. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting some kind of new Psyker Tyranid who's got two little floating brains beside it. So that's going to be cool. Uh, so there, there's definitely it, new stuff coming just from that trailer. It looks like a new librarian, too. Yeah, because he looked like he was also in Terminator armor. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just always excited to see what's coming down the pipeline with Warhammer. This dog is just fucking snoring and just ripping farts. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about podcast. you, buddy. Rip up, uh, finish up the podcast so you don't get gas chambered. Seriously, I don't have my fan on because it has feedback. Oh, look who just woke up from making the worst noises and smells. Hey, bud. Yeah, so you might be able to hear him snoring in the background. That's fine. There was definitely a few times where Bosco screamed at me, yeah. so if uh, that can't get edited out, well, hey, there's my cat. Yeah, he's awake now, and he's just staring at me, wondering why I'm not giving him attention. Give me pet. Yeah. So, father. Father, love me, father. Let me go outside. Give me pets. I need food. It's rained, like, the past fucking three days, so he's been a little baby and doesn't like to go outside. Yeah. My feet get muddy. wet. I don't want to poop. God, with how much fucking pollen's in the air, you think it would have gone down a bit with the amount of rain we had? Imagine week, how bad nope. it would be if we didn't have this rain. I'm pretty sure we just, would just die. It, it would look like fucking Shanghai or something with the smog, where it's just just a perpetual yellowy cloud. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Andrew, do you have any other thoughts or hopes for tenth edition before we get too um, off topic? Like I said, just general simplifying of the rules. I think that's 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 what 40k needs right now. So yeah, yeah just, agreed. Just make make it good for smooth brain people like me. Yeah, and like I said, progress is always a great thing in the hobby. I mean, they're in it to make money. If they fucking bork the rules really badly, they won't make money. So, you know, they're going to try and improve it and make it better and get more players in. So, Yep, there will always be the initial speed bump of people going, what the fuck is this? Oh, they changed this bullshit. But more than likely, it was for a reason. It's probably going to be fine in the end. Cool yep. your tits. We we don't have new codexes yet. <laughs> they're doing index hammer from the beginning. So it's it's, you know. It's a new edition. We, yeah. we got to make do until they get all the, the ancillary stuff that gets out. Yeah, I'm curious how they're going to run events until it comes out and right after it comes out. Because we got two opens that happen over the summer. Um, and then we've got Nova at the beginning of September. So yeah. if it doesn't come out till like mid-August, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I... That's, I, that's I my big just, fear for it. They would just rock ninth edition one last time, maybe. That'll be like its last hurrah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of Nova, I guess that's kind of hobby progress because we haven't talked about it. Uh, we got a group of uh, old fucking dice-like icers are going to Nova this year. Yeah, we we should be getting about half the crew who are able to make it this year, barring any uh, last-minute issues arising to stop them from doing that. Yeah, as it, as it stands right now, we got, what, me, you, Trent... Uh, Matt, Phil, and possibly Joseph, and possibly Nate. Yeah, so uh, we, we're probably going to be renting a van at this rate. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, Andrew, what a let's let's kind of transition from tenth a little bit and talk about Nova some. Okay. So, do you have do you have events you're planning? What what kind of events are you looking at so far? Well, uh, it's a little up in the air for me right now. I got some life stuff coming up later in the year, which. M- very potentially might stop me from coming to Nova. So I'm on the edge of signing up for stuff right now. 
but it's looking like I'm going to be able to make it. So if I do, uh, right now, you and I are going to do the AOS doubles like yep, we yep. did last year. We got to get above 10th place. We got to shoot for ninth. We got to shoot uh, for ninth. We got a single digit this shit. And hopefully actually get to play three full games oh this God. time. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Um, after that, there's a pretty decent chance I might rock the AOS GT because nice. it's only a couple of days. Um, and I had a lot of fun when we did it in New Orleans. Um, plenty of new armies to play. There's a if I end up doing that, there's a good chance I'll take like my Hedonites to the doubles and then my gets to the actual tournament. Dude, just take your sp- take your fucking slaves to the GT and win some best painted. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, oh man, it's it's real hard to win best painted. There's a lot of really really good looking armies there. Yeah, but hey, as long as you also do decently well, you might win best overall. That's fair. It depends how the slaves are doing at that point, I guess. They did just get some points reductions, so you mm. never know. Your army is um, fucking gorgeous. Uh, thank you. It's, it was a it was a ton of fun to blast. It's it's one of the only armies I never lost steam on that I painted. I just had fun the whole way through it. Because nice. normally, I if I buy a shitload of models like that, I'll paint like three fourths of them and go. Ah, I gotta do something else for a while. Didn't happen with them. I was thrilled the whole way through. Um, but yeah, so probably do the AOS GT because I think Phil is doing that, and I think Matt was saying he might, but he's been back and forth on if he wants to. No, do the AOS uh, him and I are talking about the forty K GT. Yeah, because he was same same concerns you have. Where is it going to be ninth? Is it going to be the new tenth rules? We don't really know yet. So he's he's on the fence about that. Last I talked to him, um, so that would be fun if we could get him to do AOS. We'll see. Um, that would probably take me through Saturday, so I'd really only have Sunday left. Uh, so at that point, I'd probably just bring some other stuff just to get pickup games. I'd bring uh, Blood Bowl stuff, of course, just because that's super fun and easy. Might do Slaughter Day, depending on the AOS GT again. Uh, Blood Bowl is always a good time. Hopefully this time I'll do better than the last time in that I might get a touchdown and have rolls above a three sometimes. Um so that could be fun. Uh, I'll probably bring Frostgrave stuff again. We had a great time mm-hmm. doing that between games. And Casey um, is running Frostgrave again this year. Yes, indeed. So we'll probably kick around and do some of that campaign again. So that would be a fun fun time as well. Um, and then, yeah, it would just be that and trying not to blow my savings at the uh, the vendor area <laughs> like I, I was in danger of doing last year. Although I did not get a Warhound Titan like somebody. So Look, that's what you got to get this year. That's, you can't mm. let me outdo you, Andrew. You got to get the Chaos Warhammer. I absolutely can, <laughs> and probably will. Come on, man, get the Chaos one. The Chaos one's cool as shit. It would be fun. I'm not against the idea of owning a Chaos one. I probably won't impulse, impulse purchase it at Nova, though. That's fair. Uh, okay, but there will be. I, I say it was an impulse purchase, but it wasn't a true blue impulse purchase. It's something I've been talking about for a while. In fact, I talk about it in my hobby goals. Yeah, no, year, it's, when, like, it's something you obviously wanted, yeah. and it was just the perfect time to get it. And I only bullied you into getting it a little bit, but then we got Michael to properly bully you, so it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Michael did it 100% bully the shit out of me for it. Uh, but, you know, access to the Forge World booth, always a good thing, so I'll just pick up some Blood Bowl Star players and, you know, bits and bobs. So that's that's that, all I really got planned for that. That's probably where I'll pick up Puggy Bacon Breath. Exactly. Puggy Bacon Breath, get... Uh, I, I got the Lizardman team, so I'll probably get Glottal Stop and Boa Constrictor. So, you know, just, just fun time stuff like that. Uh, how about you? you? You're doing the AOS doubles with me, as I've already said, and yep. then probably the 40K GT, which will be the rest of your damn weekend, I'm, I'm right? looking at the 40K GT, but I've also... I've got ticket for it, but I've also got ticket for other events in case I don't want to do it. Right. Uh, because, like I said, if 10th edition drops sometime in, like late july i don't feel like i'll be comfortable enough with the new game type to play in a gt at it 
Yeah, that would make sense. But then everybody else would be in the same boat, too. Yeah, but everyone else has a lot more free time than I do to learn a game system, especially at that part of the year. What you need to do is, uh, like, on one of your free days, you just narrate <laughs> the entire book. Uh, you narrate the entire book, you put it on an MP3, and you just listen to it at work all day. Like a podcast. <laughs> That'll be one of our episodes, is me just reading the book. Yeah, just the whole book. Chapter 3, <laughs> Combat Phase. Oh, I could do voices. Yeah, you could put on your best grimdark voice. My best, well, let's see. Hmm, could do a grimdark voice. Andrew, give me your best grimdark voice. My best grimdark voice? You really have to get it nice and deep, and you have to really enunciate your words. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only 10th edition. In the grim darkness of the far future. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That's going to be our next episode, is me and Andrew just talking like this. See, you can get your voice down a lot lower than me. I think I'd, I'd, I I'd, kind of have the more, like, uh, I don't know, uh, crazed inquisitor kind of voice. <laughs> like, ha-ha, for the emperor, ah, you know. Uh, Andrew, the, uh, the other, <laughs> I don't know why I said your name there. <laughs> I, I just, it was an interesting juxtaposition after our voice acting yeah. date right there. Hmm. Games Workshop, we know you're listening. We yeah. are happy to join Rahul Kohli in uh, yeah, Wolfgun or the Wolfgun sequels. 100% voice them. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, the other events that I've got tickets for other than the GT is on Friday. I have Matt and I have also bought tickets to Friday Titanicus, which would be an absolute blast. We always love Titanicus. It would. And then Friday night, there's an event happening that's real fucking tempting if I can get the stuff to do it. And that's 28 millimeter Titanicus. Ooh, Ooh indeed, because Matt can bring his knights, and Andrew, you could also play a Chaos Knight in it. The real question is, do I want to lug that, a 2,000-point AOS <laughs> army, a 1,000-point AOS army, Frostgrave and Blood Bowl shit with me? Okay, Frostgrave and Blood Bowl is like the size of a Trapper Keeper. That's fair, but also it's another thing to throw on the pile. That's fair. Yeah, we're going to have to have like a cargo van to bring all our shit with us. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, might have to get one of those uh, runner trunks on the top to throw all the models in since we there's a good chance we'll be Fuck that shit. Something. Clothes will go in there just in case. Yeah, it's uh it's it's going to be a bit tight. We're going to have to uh try not to get too much merch. Well, we, we've got enough have... ve- enough people where two vehicles will pretty much be necessary. Probably, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot an event. If they have it again, we got to do laser Oh team. yeah, of course. I haven't seen we gotta, it yet. We got to do the kill team laser tag I guess again. I can check once uh on my computer but uh and then on saturday i've got a slaughter day ticket as well yes and if joseph does end up going i told him that i would purchase his slaughter day ticket as well he's he's got to try and get best stunties category he's got those halflings so mm-hmm. there's a good chance he's yeah, got exactly. he's got two treemen and that's that's a real good starting point yeah um but yeah that's that's our big plans at nova of course uh crush some beers and hang out with uh with all the friends we made last year up there. Oh, God, stay up way too goddamn late, as always. Ooh, we, yeah. we, we got to get the uh, hanging out at the 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 table outside, smoking cigars and beer done on, like, the Friday night or Saturday night, and not the night before we drive home five hours later. Oh, that was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't almost fall asleep several times driving home. I was fine. I just had to stop for a couple of coffees. <laughs> I, I saw yourself slap yourself in the face several times to stay awake. Well, that's because I wanted to let you guys sleep and I was fine driving the whole way through. <laughs> Fair enough. It's okay. The one time I started falling asleep, the fucking rock almost yeah. took out the windshield. Don't worry. So. I'll wake you up with road hazards. 
Good lord, that was there's a parallel universe where that was a very different day. Yeah, there was. Woof. There's also a parallel universe where you and I won Age of Sigmar doubles then. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the trade off. We won the doubles, but and then we, we lost died individual. on the way home. Maybe not even die, just like the fuck, we have glass in our face and yeah. it's raining and we can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh man. Uh so I do want to announce one thing on here that Dice Like Ice is actually sponsoring on July 15th we're going to be running our very first Dice Like Ice RTT here in Athens. Well technically in Bogart but uh, it's going to be That's a, essentially Athens. It's essentially Athens. It's right on the edge of it. I can get the Ag building. Very uh, very fucking letter candy of us to play Warhammer yep. in an Ag building. We'll have a war, Warhammer and a hoedown. Yeah. But uh, it is going to be a 16-person RTT. We will have it posted on Best Coast Pairings at some point in the near future. When we do, I'll announce it on the episode as well. It will have a, a $30, most likely, ticket cost because it's our first one. So we need to actually pay for the venue, pay for terrain, stuff like that. But our plan is to do this quarterly, so four times a year, for those of you who aren't uh, aren't the brainiest, like myself. I don't been camp math too good, so <laughs> exactly. I appreciate it. And uh, eventually, we would like to turn it into something larger, you know. Who knows, maybe 20 years down the road, we'll have the uh, Dice Like Ice-style fucking convention tournament out here. Yeah, we'll have uh, the Georgia version of Nova. Exactly. Uh, after we do a couple of them of just 40k, we'll probably add some other stuff in. Maybe throw AOS into it as well. Throw some Blood Bowl into it. Stuff like that to keep growing and making it larger. Yep, because there's a, uh, a pretty sizable gaming community in the Athens area, mm-hmm. as we have uh, come to uh, appreciate here in the past couple of years, and we would like to expand that. So, yeah, expand uh, it, pull in other players, and kind of give back to it by having a regular tournament. Like, we, we have tournaments at our local store, but a lot of the terrain's kind of beat up, and some of the terrain doesn't match. Our plan is to eventually have all nice, full-painted, full-terrain tables and just... And there's no danger of getting kicked out by the magic kids if we do it like this. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, definitely Tony's and uh, Dr. Chris's baby. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not the biggest 40K fan at the moment. However, I am willing to participate because there's probably a good chance it'll be 10th edition at that point. So. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. We were planning on going to a uh, RT at another semi-local shop in Atlanta. But then they had enough interest in it where they turned into a two-day GT and the ticket price went up, and Chris and I were like, fuck that, we'll make our own tournament with blackjack and hookers. So we did. There were, <laughs> disclaimer, there will be no blackjack <laughs> yeah. or hookers. Yeah, no, that's in the fine front of the you side when you get there. No blackjack, no hookers. I can wear a wig if people really want me to, but we're not doing any of the other stuff. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so if you're interested in that at all, please reach out to us on our email at dicelikeicepodcast at gmail.com, or you can direct uh, message us on Instagram at dice like ice podcast or andrew as the uh oh my god why not can i not remember yours all of a sudden you can do it i, I, I keep on calling strelock but it's not fucking strelock oh yeah that's my fucking game that's your tag. that's your handle on everything yeah. oh come on uh, cold medicine come on cold medicine oh my god well, it's it's what is my favorite age of sigmar army goblins yeah that's one of the words Brush Goblin, there we go. There the you go. Goblin. Christ in a fucking handbasket. At the Brush Goblin. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's mine? Mediocre's Mini Painter. 
mini, yeah, mediocre minis painter with underscores in between everything. The mediocre minis painter. I pay attention. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm also on cold medication. <laughs> yeah, but my beer has 0.25% more ABV than yours did. You're probably not wrong. The champagne of beer is kind of uh, what, water. What, so. what does it have in it? What is uh, it? Let me see. It's got a very small print. Uh, oh, 4.6. I got you by 0.15. Ha <laughs> Wow. You're so much more drunk than I am. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think a four seven five can get me drunk unless I drink like a shitload of them. Yeah, no, I would. I would need to slam a six pack of Miller's to even feel anything. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's been kind of a long one, folks. Thank you for sticking around and hanging out with us. It's about yes, the hopefully uh, two it won't hour take mark. us a, Hopefully, it won't take us a month and a half to get the next one out. Yeah, the the next one will have significantly less hobby progress and games played on it, and more meaty, juicy nougaty centers. And it probably won't be the next one, but uh, we've had some people in our local community who shouted at us about our board game episode, so watch out in the relative near future for board game episodes, too. Yeah. Uh, or maybe we'll just uh, do one where we play Terraforming Mars with all of the rules wrong and see if we can make Trent's head explode. Oh, yes. We could feel <laughs> the psychic damage radiating uh, from him. Yeah. 1d4. Oh. Which, you know, average human is four hit points, so exactly. that could be could, bad. Could just... Pop him like a fucking grape. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and we've also gotten, we talked about it last time, from Mindstone Minis, we got a rule book from him. I've flipped through it a little bit, but I haven't gotten a chance to dig into it. But fret not, it is on our list of things to do, to check out that game and give an actual review of it and play it a couple of times. Yes. As we said, life stuff got in the way. Life stuff has definitely gotten in the way. After we've talked about each of us having like 20 games. But we, we got to get our Age of Sigmar and 40k out of the way first. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta practice for the GT I might not go to. Yeah. It's okay, I'm practicing for the RT I'm running. Yeah, that's that's the real good way to put it. Oh, uh, man. But yeah, so that's gonna be our show. Andrew, what kind of advice you want to leave the viewers on? Viewers, oh. listen. What kind of advice you want to leave the listeners on? I mean, you know, if they want to pay us enough, we can do video podcasts, but it's just gonna be me drowsily staring at a wall. Um advice uh it's pollen season and sometimes you need to take medication for that but watch out there can be adverse side effects if you take too many histamines uh you can be really sleepy so be careful if you're piloting a vehicle of any sort if you have to deal with heavy machinery also if you have to take decongestants those can be bad if you have cardiac issues or high blood pressure issues so be sure to consult your doctor if you need to use it frequently uh you heard it here first kids Take your meds, read their warnings. And on that note, also, some allergy meds, as weird as it sounds, do not work properly with uh, the acidic parts of juices. I believe Allegra and Zyrtec uh, warn you not to drink juices with them because it breaks it down and it is not as effective. So make sure you also read if you should mix it with things. Also, don't be like us dumbasses and mix cold meds with your alcohol. Though 4.75 I mean, is water, so, you know. I was about to say, in our defense, this is borderline water, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what was um, the Mike Python joke? Uh, he's uh, not dead yet? No, it was... Uh, I didn't vote for you? American beer is like having sex in a canoe. It's fucking uh, close to water. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, also, Flonase. This time of year, Flonase and Saline are amazing. Yes, absolutely. Don't eat after Flonase. It makes everything taste funny yeah anyway all right well everyone once again thank you for listening and have a good night goodbye dice like guys must be nice to play some games with your friends 
Necromunda makes you wonder how friendships end. So flip that table if you're able and consult your charts and graphs. <laughs> so let's have some fun and get it done. Or you can kiss my ass. Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under DiceLikeIcePodcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.